This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I'm going to kind of break tradition here a little bit because I got a text and I think I should do this now. But it says, uh, before we get to the news intro, it says, hey, guys, uh, I might not get a chance to hear it, but could you give me a sh- and my wife a shout out? I'm in the car awaiting the birth of my first oh. son, Jameson. So he says, I can't go in until they fully admit her. So he's sitting Another there waiting. So good luck to you guys. Wow. Congratulations yeah. in advance. All right. Now we can do the news. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Figure a nice positive thing before we dive into we the news. Yeah. Uh, today it. is Monday, June 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, officials in Philadelphia closed off much of the center city uh, Sunday. I'm sorry, much of the entire city Sunday after peaceful protests over George Floyd's death turned into a night of destruction with store windows smashed near City Hall, merchandise taken from stores, and police and other vehicles and structures uh, set on fire. But uh, people were running into multiple stores in northeast Philadelphia well outside of Center City and emerging uh, with merchandise as disorder continued for a second day elsewhere in the city. In West Philadelphia, police fired tear gas. People were seen running from at least one store with goods and other police cars were set ablaze or otherwise damaged. Video from the scene shows people smashing police car windows, rifling through the empty vehicles and pushing the cars into each other. Philadelphia's managing director, Brian Abernathy, said there were five more police officers injured there were at least 10 additional arrests Sunday, bringing the total to more than 200 arrests. Abernathy also said that officers in West Philadelphia have been uh, were hit with bricks, rocks, and mazel, uh, Molotov cocktails during the unrest uh, on Sunday. In the area of 52nd and Market Street alone, we had five officers injured, four police vehicles were burned, and officers were hit with bricks, rocks, and uh, the Molotov cocktails, said Abernathy. 13 officers on Saturday were left with injuries, uh, such as chemical burns, broken extremities and head injuries with one still hospitalized after being struck by a vehicle. Now, SEPTA shut down all services entirely at 6 p.m., uh, but they're expected to resume this morning at 6 a.m. Mayor Jim Kenney said the destruction in Center City saddened and disappointed me beyond words, and I'm sure it saddened every Philadelphian who takes pride in their city. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw, the first black woman to lead the department, said many of those responsible for injuries, vandalism, and fires weren't acting in alignment with the peaceful protesters, but with the the intent to destroy, and quite frankly, those folks didn't look like me, she said. So to hold up a Black Lives Matter sign and then use that, uh, use the destruction that they were committing in the name of Black Lives Matter is not only a slap in the face, but it's completely a setback for everything that's been accomplished by those who have been working to improve civil rights over the many, many decades, and those of us who are working internally to do our part to fix the issues with the criminal justice system, she said. President Donald Trump tweeted later Sunday afternoon, law and order in Philadelphia now. The looters, uh, they are looting the stores. He called for the National Guard to be deployed. Uh, The National Guard was deployed and is currently standing watch at City Hall. Nine people were arrested after a group of people descended on a few businesses near the King of Prussia Mall to loot and destroy property, Upper Marion Township Police said. According to police, a Hooters restaurant and an AT&T store were broken into early Sunday morning. Police said none of the people who were arrested were from Upper Marion. Let us be clear, we strongly condemn the acts of violence, looting and rioting, and will not tolerate in our community. We wholeheartedly support the expression of First Amendment rights via peaceful protests and love to see a community actively engaging in matters 
encounters that resonate both locally and across the nation, but violence is unacceptable, police said in a statement. The crimes at King of Prussia followed an evening of violence in Philadelphia as protesters began clashing with police and looting businesses in Center City. A curfew was in effect in Upper Marion between the hours of 8 p.m. Sunday till 6 a.m. Monday. Now, with all the violence and looting that was taking place over the weekend, not many people in the large crowds could be seen wearing masks. Philadelphia and the surrounding counties are still in the red phase and the stay-at-home order is still in place. The city is expected to move to the yellow phase on Friday. Whether or not that will change due to the activity this weekend, increasing numbers is not yet known. New Jersey has 868 new cases reported, bringing uh, New Jersey's state total to 160,445. Now, in Pennsylvania, they reported uh, 511 new cases over the weekend. 71,926 would be the state total. Now, inside Philadelphia, they reported 224 new cases, totaling 22,629 in the city. And then finally, in Delaware, uh, they had 76 new cases. Their total is 9,498. In sports this morning... The Major League Baseball Players Association has proposed that the 2020 season consists of 114 games from June 30th to October 31st and without players taking any additional pay cuts. The union didn't give any uh, ground on player salaries except to offer up to $100 million in deferrals if the postseason is canceled or shortened. The union also offered to endorse an expanded playoff system for this year and next, viewing it as a win for both fans, teams, in addition to the players. The league's uh, position so far has been that the owners would lose more money by playing than not unless players take a further pay cut. Charlotte Hornets owner and Chicago Bulls legend Michael Jordan has expressed his grief and outrage over the death of George Floyd. In a statement yesterday, Jordan said, I am deeply saddened, truly pained, and plain angry. I stand with those who are calling out the uh, ingrained racism and violence toward people of color in our country. We have had enough. And for the first time since NASCAR's return from the COVID-19 shutdown, fans got to see some short track racing at Bristol Motor Speedway in Charlotte, North Carolina. Brad Keselowski came away with the win in the Supermarket Heroes 500 with two laps remaining. Race leaders Joey Logano and Chase Elliott collided in front of the field and Keselowski, number two Team Penske Ford, rallied on to take the lead and earn the second win of the season, holding off fellow Ford driver Clint Bowyer by less than uh, half a second. And that's what happened this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Real quick, let me back up. Let me go back to that shout out to the, oh. the, the couple. Cousins. Well, their name, he had included their name, okay. but I didn't say it. It was Anthony and Casey. So those are the Aww. two that, that are awaiting chart. the arrival of a new baby, uh, Jameson. So uh, congratulations, guys. And uh, welcome back. Yes. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's good to be back. Uh, nothing's changed. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, been, you, you, uh, you know, well, it, it's... Uh, well, you know, you, you know what's going on. And, and as always, I think our commitment is to try to... Give you something else to yeah, uh, something else to focus on to focus for a, on. a little bit. Yeah, you know what's you've going on. Been hyper focused on some other things as well. And, right, uh, you know we uh, we do what we do. Hey, we have a calendar, don't we? We do. Yeah, and it's a new month, and I'm glad you brought it up. Today is the first day of June, so let us do our ceremonial flipping of the calendar, and we are saying farewell to Miss May, who is a uh, Dominique from Sicklerville, New Jersey. 
Uh, the next lovely that we are going to feature is actually our cover girl. Yes. So you get bonus photos of her, and we are happy to welcome Allison to the month of hey. June. And Casey wants me to point out Allison is from Delco. Yeah. From Glen Olden, Pennsylvania, and she is a beautiful blonde gal. She was so excited when uh, we revealed that she was going to be on the cover. She was a lot of fun at the release party. She's been great. Uh, She's wearing some uh, fabulous lingerie in the particular photo shoot uh, that we did, and uh, we are happy uh, for her to be featured this month in June. So, And I'm happy it's June, too. June is... June's a great month. June's busting yeah, out is. all over. It is. You're yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely correct. And our calendar is proof of that. So Absolutely. If you have the calendar, go ahead and flip the page over. Now, with that, we also continue on with our coolest teacher of the year. Interesting because, uh, you know, graduations are starting to happen. I know. I've seen a couple of them online. Obviously, a lot of them are being carried out in all sorts of different ways. Yeah, my nephews graduated yesterday from the prep. Yeah. It was a big, big day for them. Nice. Did nice. it all online. We had uh, graduations over the weekend, too. Souderton uh, had their graduation. They had parades all through the area. So, like, the, the students all piled in cars. Oh, really? oh wow. And, and yeah. drove through neighborhoods with the police leading the way. So we all went outside and cheered them on. It was actually pretty neat. I think that should continue, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That In they addition sh- to? They yeah, should, yeah. When, when, when things go back to normal, yeah, I think yeah. this parade thing was really cool because I wouldn't have been at the graduation no. ceremony, you know? Right, And right. they got a chance to get up in front of people. And you don't have to get dressed up. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to yeah. do that. Sit in a, a gym for hours, so. Well, we got great news over the uh, weekend. It was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday because that was the last day of class for my kids. Uh. And you know how upset I, I got because everything I canceled for my daughter, who's in eighth grade. It's not right. a high school or college right. graduation. They're actually going to have a graduation ceremony, like, oh. um, and it's going to be very, very small and intimate, and you know, not a lot of people are allowed. Like, basically, just parents. But like, that was huge news for us, you okay. know. And, and the you know shadows of all the stuff that's going on with this pandemic and all the stuff that got shut down. This is like. Like, oh, One bright spot. Great. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to draw a name from our box of goodness here, all the high schools in the region, and we are going to tell you how you can. I'm just going to dive in and grab do it. One. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. These these are chosen completely at random. So the high school that is going to be featured today, Casey, it's in Delco. Oh yeah. Downingtown East High School. In Exton, Pennsylvania. Chester County. That's Chester County? Yeah. I thought Exton was in Delco. No, I, I wish it were in Delco. Oh, it's so nice you know, out no, there. No, 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 You know it's what I'm thinking nice. of? Yes. I'm thinking of Aston. Aston. I'm thinking of Aston. Yeah. Okay. That's Ex- Sun Valley. Exton, PA. Never mind. <laughs> so, Chesco, Downing Town East High School, you guys get to vote now. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set you up with a very simple task. That is to text the word teacher to 39333. If you attend Downingtown East High School, even if school's already over, it doesn't matter. This will send that one special teacher with a big smile on their face into the summer with this uh, commemorative presidency. Coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. And then next year they can lord it over the other teachers. It's hard to imagine. It might 2020 might be the year you as the teacher, the winning teacher, if you get this mug, you look back at 2020 and go, oh, yeah, that's the year I won a mug. That's right. Nothing else will, rem- nothing else will come back to your memory. Text the word teacher to 39333, and then we're going to send you this voting link, and you can fill it out and give us the actual name of the person who you would like to nominate. So there you go. There it is, and we are happy to continue on with that. Uh, as far as the radio show goes today, we do have a few guests who are going to be joining us. Uh, we're going to talk Jim Jackson. 
Uh, things are moving forward for the NHL season. A new version of what that will look like keeps popping up, and we'll get the latest from Jim is exactly what he knows. And we need that. Yeah. We, we need news that we're moving in the right direction with that, with all the sports. So we'll talk to JJ around 815. Now, we also have Mike Schisler. Mike is a friend of the show. He and his stunning wife, they're both super good-looking yeah. people. They're from the area. Uh, they, he's one half of the van there, people. They they live the van life. They yeah. do. And they, they live it online, and uh, it's fun to look at. They go to exotic, <laughs> awesome, cool places. Yeah, I sit on and my... And they look great. When I'm sitting eating my cheese balls on the couch, I go, wow, man, what a life they have. Yeah, <laughs> so he's actually currently... He's, well, he's attempting to ride his bike across the entire country. So we'll talk to him and see what the mission is and all that a little Maybe bit later. Maybe plans are changed. We he's, don't know. He's yeah, show. Right? yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. And then, how about this? We have on the program Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas. So they've been begging to come on the show for the longest <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we said, yeah, I don't know if you really, if you resonate with our audience, but uh, they, 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 yeah, sure, absolutely. This is another, actually, it's another good piece of positive information. They have a new book that is called What Makes Marriage Last? How long have they been married? And with all the marriages that are now uh, falling into disarray during yes. the lockdown, <laughs> yes. this might be some good yeah. advice because mm-hmm. they've been married for a long time. Actually, you know what, Preston? I just watched two episodes of That Girl, over the, have you have you got have you guys logged on to Tubi? No. T U B I. Uh, it is. Uh, part, I have Roku TVs, and it it's is... got everything. Really? All okay. The old, from the oldest, crappiest shows to everything, and that girl was on, so I had to watch. I just thought she was gorgeous. Yeah, she was. Just beautiful. And, and is stunning eyes. Just yes, beautiful woman. So anyhow, and Phil Donahue, gorgeous himself. He's gorgeous. <laughs> that head of hair. Oh man, A mop you'd like to run your fingers through. Uh, so we're gonna have them on uh, later on this morning, around ten o'clock, late in the show, and they'll they'll tell us maybe some secrets that you might need to know to make that relationship. They'll fix your marriage. Yeah, they they will fix. Fi- we guarantee it today. They're gonna uh, fix your marriage. All right, what he said. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna get to all this stuff uh, throughout the course of the morning. And uh, we'll get to, we'll kick it all off with some uh, frivolous entertainment news about celebrities and what their lives are like. <laughs> They're just like us. We, Steve. we are we are grasping for straws here, but we're going to make it work. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stupid question and some giveaways. Don't go away because we'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's daily rush at PrestonandSteve.com. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to give you a gift this morning in form Kathy? of the stupid question. No, not oh, Kathy. Oh. Uh, a Fandango Now promotional code to see the high notes starring uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Dakota Fanning, and Ice Cube. But the, the gift I'm giving you is an easy question. What is a flock of geese called when it's not flying? I guess when it's flying, it's called a flock. But is that right? A, but when it's not flying, huh. what do you call a flock Sedentary of geese? Sedentary geese. 215-263-WMMR. Basically, it's it's a group of geese. What what do you call them when they're not flying? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Huh. I'll go through some birthdays today. It is Monday, June 1st, and we will start with one of, from a legendary 
quite possibly the most, well, one of the most legendary rock bands ever. Rolling Stones, it is Ron Wood's birthday today. Oh, I thought that was going to come up there. That was our traffic music. Uh, Ronnie Wood is the kid in the band at 73. I'm not, I don't know if he's the youngest member, but he's the, um, he's the newest member of the band. So he was, was he really good friends with Keith Richards? So that's, I think that's how he got the entree into the band? I guess so. I mean, he was in the faces, so yeah. he was he was running with that whole crew. Right. So uh, they all knew each other, and, and I guess that's how that happened. I really he's, don't he's know the, the history. He's the pretty boy. He's the pretty boy. <laughs> My God. His face looks like it's made of wood. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, it there's looks like bark. There's a lot of bad, bad stuff going on. But I've always dug Ron Wood, man. There's something yeah. about him, uh, and uh, it's been a good combination. He's 73 years old today. Happy birthday, Ronnie Wood. It's also Alanis Morissette's birthday I today. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is uh, 46. This album was so effing huge. It was awesome. I mean, how many number one hits? Six? I don't know, but there was it was just song after song yeah. after song on that album. Hey, and this um, song's about Dave Coulier. Uh, I know, right? Go figure that. That's weird. Right? It was an anniversary this year. She was supposed to tour with this album. Oh, really? Coming up. Oh, Thank yeah. you, coronavirus. I think with like Garbage and some other chick all 90s band. Oh, it was on my calendar. Me and my friends were right upset. I, I would go to that in a heartbeat, but she broke out and yeah kind of uh paved the way for for women in rock uh at, at that with this out with jagged little pill is just awesome just loaded i love this song it's great can't song. help it can't, and this yeah. i think she was the first artist signed to madonna's label okay yeah which is a good get for her yeah yeah uh so alanis is 46 today happy birthday uh amy schumer celebrates her 39th birthday uh, she is. She's doing a cooking show. That's been her latest project. Have you seen it? I hear it's really I good. Uh, no, I yeah. haven't. I've seen clips, but I haven't watched the show. Her, her uh, husband. Fully, but... Her husband's like a. Uh, he and, and and he's a chef, right? Right. Oh, and, okay. he, and and uh, she's made mention of, and he has as well that he's a little bit on the spectrum. Yeah. And uh, and that he has he has a, a very candid way about interacting with her. That's apparently very funny. Well, so, what's what's it on? What channel? It's on Food Network. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I saw a uh, teaser for it the other day. Uh, she's 39 today. Heidi Klum, the model, is uh, 47. How many times has she been married? I don't know. Well, well look it up. Seal. Yeah, right? thank you. Seal. Was seal? There was somebody before Seal. There was pre-Seal. Was she the host of uh, America's Top Model? Yeah, uh, she, was she was one of them, one? I think, yeah. Them, and now yeah. she's on America's Got she, Talent. She was on Project Run. Oh, Project, Project Runway. Runway. Project Runway. Runway. Yeah, okay. and then, uh, whatever. So three times, Steve, and she's married to uh, Tom Colitz now. I don't know who that is, but uh, Seal, and then before that is a guy named Rick Pepino. Rick Pepino. The old Pepino. The old Pepino. Uh, How's Peeps doing? She's 47. Still in the dustbin of anonymity? Uh, Jonathan Price, great actor. He's great. He's kind of that guy. He's like, oh, him. Uh, he's been in tons of stuff. Everything from Brazil to uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross. He was, just, he was in Game of Thrones as well. Nominated for two popes, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. the religious version of Russia. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. The religious version. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> uh, he is uh, celebrating his seventy third birthday. You know what he's in is one of my favorite movies. It's it's a um, uh, based on the Ray Bradbury story. Something wicked this way comes. Oh yeah, and he is the um, he's the devil like yeah. character. He's yeah. great. Uh, then we have Brian Cox, another great actor. Yeah. Uh, Manhunter. He played the first uh, on-screen version of uh, Hannibal Lecter. And he was great. Yeah. If you've never seen that that uh, that movie, it's uh, it gets it all started. 
Uh, Braveheart, you wouldn't even recognize him because he's got the gigantic beard in that movie. But right. uh, Planet Rise of Planet of the Apes, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, I don't know about that. He's one of the girls. He was anybody in the else ring. watch uh, Succession on HBO? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, he's he's like the patriarch in that okay. family. He's great. All right, seventy four today. Uh, it's Morgan Freeman's birthday. Hey. Oh wow! Morgan is eighty three years old. And me is one damn fine month to be working outdoors. That's right. Is Only... he still dating his granddaughter? <laughs> ah, stop, yeah. yeah, that was. I tell you, there's no Putin Tang like interfamily. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh, because you can cultivate it like you can a garden. Stop it. Uh, but the list of movies is <laughs> insanely impressive. Driving Miss Daisy, Glory, Unforgiven, The Shawshank Redemption. Unbelievable. Bruce Almighty, Million Dollar Baby. Wow. May uh, is one fine month to have sex with your granddaughter. No, it's not. <laughs> it. You're of age. Of age. Yeah, of age. I'm not a disgusting person. We're moving on. He's yeah. 83. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland, oh. Spider-Man these days. The Such, best Spider-Man. And and Stan Lee yeah. said so. In fact, yeah. when he said that just before his death, he was actually pissing on a picture of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> wow. But it's crazy because I thought Tobey Maguire was really great. He was and excellent. But, even but, the other clown. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He Andrew was Garfield. fine. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nick. Uh, no, he's. I, I agree. He's he's my favorite of the those to play Spider-Man. That's what, that's what Stan Lee had in mind when he created the character. All right. And then uh, we have... Actress Terry Polo, who was the uh, the daughter in the Meet the Parents movies, Pam, uh, played in uh, Meet the Parents, Meet the the Fockers, and Little Fockers, and she was also in the West Wing. I always I, I always thought she was attractive, but Kathy, I guarantee you, if you were to see her interviewed, you would hate her guts really? within sec. She's just one of those so artificial people. I, and I know you don't respond well to that. I don't that either. <laughs> you and I could have a hate Terry Polo party. Trust me, it's just annoying beyond annoying. She's 51, and the last birthday I saw is Pat Boone. Oh. Pat Boone, the squeaky clean singer and actor. Little Richard stole all the material from him. Yeah, he's 86. (laughs) Unsung hero. Years old today. Yeah, he did a version of Tutti Frutti. And uh, had a huge hit with it. Tutti Frutti. Yeah, exactly. It was at the record company. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he sure. wasn't, it was he wasn't trying to pull a fast the, one. The oddest thing is he was the next door neighbors of the Osbournes yeah. when that show came out, and they loved him. He sang "Crazy Train," yeah, uh, for the, the theme, theme song. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah, uh, so happy birthday to Papoon. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question: What is a flock of geese called when it's not flying? Two one five two six three WMMR is our number, and uh, it's Justin who's going to take a shot at this. Hey, Justin, good morning, sir. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. All right, so uh, Justin, do me a favor. What do you call a group of geese that are not flying? Uh, gaggle. A gaggle. Yeah. That's correct. Absolutely. Hang on, line. We, sir, are going to give you. A Fandango Now promotional code to see the high notes starring Tracy Ellis Ross, Dakota Fanning, and Ice Cube. It's available on demand now. All right. um, Well, I'll mention this story, but I don't have to go into too many detail, but too much in in the detail. But four women identified as Jane Doe have filed a lawsuit against Harvey Weinstein. There's more. Oh, man, this could impugn his character. Uh, They alleged he sexually assaulted them. One when 17 at the time of the incident in 1994. And I, I have a description here. Steve, it's every single story. Goes into the hotel. Yeah. He's he's mostly robe. undressed right. in a robe. 
She was driven there by his assistant, didn't have anybody to give a ride, and blah, 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 and he forced himself on her. Um, Also named as defendants in the uh, uh, suit are his brother Robert, their company Miramax, and Disney, which owned Miramax at the time. Suit claims Robert, executives and employees, knew the abuse was going on and some were complicit in the encounters. A statement from... His lawyer says Mr. Weinstein categorically denies the allegations made acrimoniously <laughs> against him for years. Blah, blah, blah. If not decades later, he absolutely denies all allegations that he blah, had blah, blah. inappropriate sexual contacts with someone underage and will vigorously defend himself against these bold allegations. Uh, so there's more. Well, I saw him actually. He um, now he was uh, being prepped, I guess, to be transported out to L.A. for the trial. In his current state, he makes Gollum look like Chris Evans. Oh, he really? He is as shriveled and disgusting. Wow. I mean, even more so. He was always a disgusting-looking guy, but he's just yep. fallen into complete disarray. I'm sure you guys saw this over the weekend. Kylie Jenner is furious over a new Forbes report claiming that she fudged her finances in order to be named Forbes's young ah. Forbes' youngest self-made billionaire. Yeah. Uh, her lawyer has demanded a retraction, though. That's how Kim Kardashian got famous by being fudged. Uh, well, do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. Runs in the family. What were you right, so, so she forged it, but do you have to like? Do you have to submit to be on this list? I thought they no. Just... Forbes actually randomly, you know, Forbes assesses based on tax returns and so information. I guess it's public. That's what uh, I mean. So, so it's not like she forged it just to be on well, his list or on their no, list. Well, you, no. You, you have to cooperate from what I understand. I, okay. So uh, I'll go through the story here. So uh, she wrote uh, on social media, what am I even waking up to? I thought this was a reputable site. Uh, she tweeted this out uh, in reference to the uh, the fact that they cast out on her true wealth. She said, all I see are a number of inaccurate statements and unproven assumptions. LOL. I've never asked for any title or tried to lie my way there ever, period. After recalculating the numbers, Forbes found that she had just less than $900 million to her name. Ha! Liar! Uh, even creating tax returns that were likely forged, that's your proof? So you just thought they were forged? Like, actually, what am I reading? She tweeted. Uh, she said, I can name a list of 100 things more important right now than fixating on how much money I have. Well, she's right there. She's she's wealthy beyond all imagination, whatever the final number is. But if they're making a list and it's officially the you word gotta check it twice. billionaire. So Forbes uh, dove into the details again after she sold 51% of her stake in Kylie Cosmetics to Cody for a deal valued at $1.2 billion. Forbes writes, in the deal's fine print, a less flattering truth emerged. Filings released by... Uh, publicly traded Cody over the past six months, Lay Bear, one of the family's best-kept secrets. Kylie's business is significantly smaller and less profitable than the family has spent years leading the cosmetics industry and media outlets, including Forbes, to believe. They continued saying, of course, white lies, omissions, and outright fabrications are to be expected from the family that perfected, then monetized the concept of being famous, of famous for being famous. Wow. But similar to Donald Forbes Trump's... Is jumping all over uh, similar to Donald Trump's decades-long obsession with his net worth, the usual lengths to which the Jenners have been willing to go, including inviting Forbes into their mansions and CPA's offices and even creating tax returns that were likely forged, reveals just how desperate some of the ultra-rich are to look even richer. I don't think this is Forbes saying this. No, it, it's, says, it doesn't sound like Forbes. This is a lawyer. It. it says the lawyer Michael Kump. 
I am the lawyer Michael Kump. Said in the same. And I don't know I who the hell he's to tell you. I don't know who he's who he's a lawyer for either. I'm uh, not really a lawyer. I'm just the doorman here. Uh, <laughs> but I have suspicions. He said we have reviewed. If Forbes. they ask, tell him I'm the lawyer Michael Kump. We have reviewed Forbes's article accusing Kylie of engaging in uh, deceit. <laughs> And a web of lies to inflate her net worth. You know, it's funny how how just the environment really how <laughs> this story seems even more puny in light of everything that's going oh on. My but God, I, yes. yeah, but you know, it's, what's funny is is that she still wins. She made it. She made an empire mm-hmm. based on her lip uh, uh, makeup, and it was all filler anyway. It was the biggest scam. She was. Right. She had filler injections, right, Kathy? But the lip kit was supposed to make your lips look lush and full. I know. And this, she did it with surgery. This bothers you so much. I it know. does. <laughs> it's it's um, like the ultimate. It's it's virtually the cosmetics version of snake oil salesman. Yeah. Uh, Kump is their lawyer. Oh, is, Kump is their lawyer. Yeah. My, my Kump Forbes lawyer. <laughs> no, uh, no Kardashians. Okay. And Jenner's. <laughs> Oh, I did. <laughs> Sounded my cump. Uh, okay, it says, "Yeah, we have reviewed Forbes' article." Okay, this is the last. This last one is is coming from him. We reviewed. No, their lawyers are Wilma Fingerdude. <laughs> article accusing Kylie of engaging in deceit and deceit and web of lies to inflate her truth. The article is filled with outright lies. Said Dick Hurt. Said Mike. And Hugh Janus. All right. I mean, really, is that Mr. Janus? Yeah. Mr. Janus. <laughs> is there a huge anus out there? Hugh Janus. Huge anus. All right. <laughs> now, continuing on in connection with that family, Scott Disick and Sophia Richie split while we were gone oh, uh, recently after three years together. And according to a report in Us Weekly, it was largely because Sophia thought he was still in love with his ex, Courtney Kardashian. A source says Scott is always going to be in love with Courtney, and that's something Sophia has had to face since even before she got serious with him. Said IP Daily. Uh, it's, <laughs> apparently, it's been an ongoing thing, and it just became more apparent that his family was more of a priority than she was, and his family would be his main priority over anything and anyone. Back to you, Claude Bowl. <laughs> uh, notably, shortly after their split, Scott went on vacation to Utah with Courtney and her family. Uh, you knew that thing was not going to last. You know, I mean, he's, uh, was he, he's, you said 20, 20 years older? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, she's, <laughs> come on. He's he's the uh, nuclear douchebag, and, and she's, you know, lighter than air. Yep. Yep. What goes on when, honestly, at a certain po- point when the party ends and you've got to go home and be with each other, yeah. what goes on? Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, now, in other couples' stories... Besides sex, of course. Uh, Megan Fox dumped Dump. Brian Austin Green for the first time in 2015 when he was seriously ill with a stroke-like syndrome, according to Page Six. I can't understand you. Uh, Green was reportedly ill and unable to move when she decided to hightail it. This this is actually this the condition pressing that he has uh he now suffers from vertigo severe vertigo okay uh, though they reconciled, she dumped him, dumped him again recently. The pair I want were married, you to get better before I dump you. Uh, they were married for ten years and share three sons: Noah, Bodie, and Journey. Uh, rumors of Fox stepping out with Machine Gun Kelly, whom she co-starred with in a movie, have been swirling for some time. Yeah, uh, a, a source tells Us Weekly Megan and MGK have hooked up. <laughs> 
Our sister's dating. I know, that's what I was thinking. Is she dating DeBella? And they became intimate when Megan and Brian were separated. I think she's dating Andre, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One of these huge mush, mustache hairs on my pillow. Uh, but hadn't fully cut ties. A source tells Us Weekly, noting that the Beverly Hills 90210 alums saw it coming. Uh, Megan can be diva-like, hard to please, and high maintenance, the source says. No kidding. Brian is choosing to take Megan's word and believe that her and MGK are friends. And as far as he knows, when they began getting close, she was just leaning on him. He's revenge dating Ben. Okay, <laughs> FM. Uh, the insider also said that Fox's uh, comparably bigger rising star made her feel like green was uh, holding her back. They, this is one of those uh, relationships that I describe as the decaying orbit. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And so you you keep going back because they they're, they're physically you know obviously wonderful looking people, and so they go back to the familiarity of it, and and they refuse to accept that it's over. I have another breakup. Wait. It's over? Yeah. It's over. Nothing's Nothing over. Nothing is over. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green are over. <laughs> Nothing is over. They're over. So are Julianne Hoff and uh, Brooks Leish. Who the hell is like, that guy? So, I don't know. He's yeah. a hockey player. Hockey player, right. Okay. okay. They're over. They're over? Yeah. They're over? Okay. She's a Nothing lesbian. Is over. She's a lesbian, right? Okay. No, she's a singer. <laughs> no, no, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Dance? Oh, my God. No, she's not a lesbian. She said she was bisexual. Yeah, she said she was bisexual. Did she? She no did. Way. Yeah. She said she was bisexual. Okay. Um, well, I guess so. Don't you remember that? And, and that they stinks. said that she and the husband. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to throw another Stallone clip in there. Sorry. She and the husband had uh, worked on, and they were uh, they were open. It must be a hard sell to uh, to the husband to say I might be bringing other women into our bedroom. Yeah, that uh, ain't you. I'm gonna okay. have to think about. It. It's not you. <laughs> Having other women in your bedroom, that, that you're better than that. <laughs> you're better than that. Listen, your mother was not easy on the eyes. <laughs> I think you know that. <laughs> I spent the better part of my life banging a duffel bag. <laughs> the least you can do is stay faithful to one woman. <laughs> <laughs> there were times I had to figure out where the hole was. <laughs> 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 oh God! I'm not, I'm not uncertain. You were you're an ear baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only hole you can find. I think I was in her ear, yeah. and whatever needed to dribble down to whatever did. <laughs> but I loved her. <laughs> Well, these two are over. Nothing is over! And uh, they're, they're separating after three years of marriage. Uh, they told people in a joint statement, we have lovingly and carefully taken the time uh, we have needed to arrive at our decision to separate. Yeah. I'm sure they lovingly did. Uh, we share an abundance of love and respect for one another and will continue to lead with our hearts from that place. We kindly request your compassion and respect for your privacy moving forward. It, it, let me ask you at this point: Is it is it a better move to just not issue a public statement and just let? Because no one, it, this I don't the, know. These are so by rote. These things, <clears throat> I you know, know? I and, know, and yeah. it's, it's clearly something that they're... I'd really like to see an original one. I'd like to see yeah. somebody come up with Listen, something new. Other than we don't know what's going on. We, we, yeah, we, tensions are running high. We don't know. We're going to try to get a handle on this. Like so many other couples that end up in this situation. But it's painful. And we were slowly starting to hate each other. Yeah. And we decided to... 
It's Let's just cut ties now before a, we fully take, hate each exactly. other. Exactly. Let's yeah. take a break. Or something <laughs> because original. It's over. Something original, like yeah. either go old school and, and create like a flash mob or something like <laughs> right, that. Yeah, yeah. Or a uh, uh, like a gender reveal, a divorce reveal. Right. You know? Something. Ooh. Something unique uh, to change it up a little bit. So anyhow, uh, they said, we kindly request your compassion and respect for our privacy moving forward. There you go. That's your standard statement. It's the standard statement, yeah. Uh, rumors of the split have been ongoing as they socially distanced uh, separately with he in Idaho and she in Los Angeles. Uh, it's over. It's been over for a while, it says <laughs> here. Nothing is over! And it's time to just call That's it not you. what it is, and it is over, said one source with knowledge of the situation. There, there's honestly no ill will. He loves her. Uh, she loves him. I can truly say they always will. Uh, but they both understand that they are not meant to go through their lives as husband and wife to each other. It sounded like a Wheel of Fortune puzzle. Last year, Huff revealed that, uh, yeah, the, as you said here, that she is, quote, not yeah. straight. So right. That's, I All guess, right. how she put it. And, may, and maybe, maybe the, I'm sorry, Casey, maybe yeah. the percentage <laughs> of, uh, maybe she's going a little bit more in one way. Yeah. And, and that, that's fine, though. Yeah. That's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But it, if you realize that, but, uh, okay, you know, whatever. I'm well, sorry, guys. Was... I think she's really pretty. She's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I think you're she's... sorry about I... yeah. that. We okay. had her in the studio. She's, she's pretty. She's gorgeous. She is. I I love her. Uh-huh. Super nice. Uh, she was very very sweet. I I got to. I did a little dance dip move with her. Uh-huh. She was very kind to allow me to do that with her. Very beautiful, gorgeous eyes, and and women who can dance. Yeah, like she can. It's it's incredibly sexy. Who was she in with? Was it Josh Duhamel? She was in with the guy no. from from Footloose. Correct. Yeah, yeah the, the so, guy who played the Kevin Bacon role. Yes. And I watched oh, yeah. that movie by accident. I really had zero <laughs> intentions of ever wanting to watch that. She's the only reason I watch that because I'm, she's just so pretty. I'm sorry, yep. guys. I'm going to say she's pretty. All right. He's sorry about that. I'm sorry. I hate cancer. <laughs> uh, so Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have been camped out at Tyler Perry's estate since moving to L.A. We talked about that. And after some run-ins with drones peeping into their backyard. Ooh. The ex-Royals have hired Perry's security team. Uh, there's reports that uh, uh, it's... Uh, you got to see these guys, Preston. They're all dressed like Medea. Uh, well, that would scare anybody yeah. away. Uh, the Stylecaster reports that they, not Prince Charles, as previously reported, will be footing their own security bill. So huh. they're going to pay for it, but they've hired his <clears throat> security. All right. <clears throat> Months after Universal successfully relaunched its Monster Universe with Elizabeth Moss as the Invisible Man... The studio is pushing ahead with Wolfman, which is being developed as a starring vehicle for Ryan Gosling to be okay. the next movie based on its catalog of iconic creatures. So there was the the, the, <laughs> the the dark circle or something they were calling it. It was the Universals. It was basically their answer to the Marvel Universe and so on and so forth. Right. right. So the the mummy, the Tom Cruise mummy, was right. did not do well. But if you remember yeah. in that, they set they set like Russell Crowe forward as sort of the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Correct. Uh, guy who runs the organization, I guess, the Nick Fury of that group. Right. And uh, so we'll see what they do with this. Yeah. If, if it actually has connections to the previous movies other than just it's being released by Universal. I yeah, because I, like... I don't think The Invisible Man did, did it? It didn't, know. Because okay, no. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Uh, and by the way, you know, from it's uh, Lee Winnell Preston, they're doing a... Um, the movie he did, I'm having a brain fart, but the, the chip in the, in, the, in the brain. Oh, Upgrade, yeah. I have that coming up. Okay. okay. Sources tell Variety that executives at Universal have been meeting with directors over the past month 
and could be making decisions soon on who will take the reins behind the camera. Did you uh, like Mummy? The Mummy? I did. I thought it was really well done. I yeah. like Lee Winnell's directing. I like his writing. I think it's fresh. I think there are a few moments where you have to just, obviously, as with any of these movies... Just let it go. Yeah. Some, some continuity things. But otherwise, I think it's solid. I, I like. I think she's great. In yeah. It. Uh, it's unknown what the new take on Wolfman will look like, though it is believed to be set in present times and in the vein of Jake Gyllenhaal's thriller Nightcrawler with an obvious supernatural twist to it. So I was watching Teen Wolf 2 over the weekend. <laughs> if they can get anywhere near that in quality, uh, I think they got a winner. Nice. Upgrade, like you said, Steve, that movie is getting upgraded. Sci-fi, the sci-fi thriller is getting a follow-up TV series. Uh, the series is being co-created and executive produced by Lee and Tim Walsh, who is the showrunner. Uh, the series picks up a few years after the events of the film and broadens the universe with an evolved version of STEM, which is that uh, 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 AI. Yeah. Uh, and a new host imagining a world in which the government repurposes STEM to help curb criminal activity. Well, movies like that now are actually getting um, a big kick up because there's there are really no new movies and not a lot of them being yeah. released. Ones that were still in the queue waiting to be released are coming out. But people are now going back and sort of, you know, opening drawers, so to speak, to find movies that they might have passed over, and yeah. this is one of them that people are I getting... I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Upgrade, too. You know what I liked in Upgrade was um, the guy who played the the uh, the main, like, hitman nemesis, the kind of skinny dude right, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. porn stash. <laughs> yep, yep, was yep. an unassuming bad guy with some really interesting abilities. And then, of course, you're left to wonder, but is he a bad guy? Right, right. Uh, uh, so, anyhow, they're doing a TV show, so we'll uh, we'll see when that's coming out. Uh, also, one last thing, then we'll get to the clips. Uh, Jeff Fowler is set to direct a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, the studio and Sega Sammy are developing the video game adaptation, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Right. Stop and think about this. When that movie first came out and they were releasing the special effects and the rendering of Sonic, they tried to make it look too animal-like. Right. It was a disaster. The reaction to it was horrible. So they actually went back. I think they changed the release date. They did, We yeah. did all the CGI, and now the movie did pretty I enjoyed well. it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought Jim Carrey was awesome. Uh, it was it was funny. And um, it, there's definitely, you know, room for that universe to grow. So I'm interested right. to see where it goes. Uh, it featured Ben Schwartz starring as the Sega character with James Marsden, Jim Carrey, and Tika Sumter also being featured. So they are going to go forward with that. All right. Um, let's get to the clips. Based on the DC comic character, uh, the CW Stargirl follows teenage Courtney Whitmore as she joins the Justice Society in America. In this clip, star Breck Bassinger talks about what it's like being a superhero. And here we go. I really feel like my brain hasn't wrapped around it yet. I mean, at this point, I've been working on it for almost two years. So it does seem unreal. I'm like, I don't think people are ever going to see it. So I'm ready for the world to see it. We've all worked so hard. I'm really proud of it. Shut up, dummy. Uh, first season of Stargirl uh, continues tomorrow at 8 on the CW. I watched it. It wasn't bad. Okay. Uh, Luke Wilson's in it. What the hell kind of name is Breck, though? <clears throat> B-R-E-C is how you spell that. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Okay. Um, all right, next clip. In uh, the Titan Games, contestants compete in obstacle courses that test their mind, body, and heart. In this clip, host Dwayne Johnson 
explains how this season could serve as a tribute to the heroes of the pandemic. We were able to shoot this and get this in the can in January, having no idea that this was uh, pandemic was coming. And it's just kind of kismet how so many of the ones who we chose after our uh, Titan Games combine, we have a physical and psychological combine that they go through like the NFL. And once we chose them, they wound up being nurses and teachers and veterans and doctors. (laughs) (laughs) The Titan Games airs tonight at 8 o'clock on NBC. That's the last of what I have for you in the entertainment report. There's one I don't I don't know if it's this one. It might be the one that is the uh, um tag, tag yeah. right? What they they employ sort of American gladiator type characters. It's the tag one, yeah. yeah. And I have not watched the episodes, Steve. I've just seen the teasers for it. But, but if it you're, looks, yeah, it looks like something I I might like. Well, yeah, I know you're into fitness models, as am I. And if you, hmm. uh, that's yeah, yes. there's a couple there. It's a good uh, repository. You know what I'm saying. All right, and uh, so let's move along. We have a few things going on. Number one, we chose a new school for the coolest teacher of the year. It's Downingtown East that is located in Exton. And we need you to let us know who the coolest teacher this year has been. By texting the word teacher to 39333, you can do that. That's all you do need to do, just the word teacher to 39333 because we're going to send you the voting link and then you can fill it out. And we'll give you till tomorrow morning to do that and then we will uh, award the President Steve Cool's Teacher of their coffee mug to whomever you choose. So get on that. You got some time. JJ, Jim Jackson, play-by-play man for the Flyers, going to let us know what the latest is on the NHL season and how they're going to roll that out. So we'll get that from him. We also have Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas. What? Joining us, I know, later on today. They've been married for a gazillion years, and they're going to tell us what makes a marriage last. So maybe there'll be some info you could use. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Uh, in a few minutes, about 7.30 or so, our buddy uh, Matt O'Donnell from 6ABC is going to get in touch with us, and we'll get the latest on what's going on as far as closures in the city and, and what we can expect and what the latest is with all the activity over the last couple of days. So, We'll get our uh, authoritative voice on in just a few. Uh, but leading up to that, uh, another one of the big events that took place uh, over the weekend was the uh, uh, the SpaceX uh, capsule and docking with the International Space Station. It was amazing. It was we, cool. There was a, um, a, a, a an attempted launch earlier on last week that was called because of weather. The 27th. Yeah. And uh, Elon Musk's um, elation. I don't know if you saw the footage as it launched and everything. It was it was. Yeah. It was Absolutely perfect. Was it scrubbed twice. Was it supposed to be Wednesday and then Thursday, and then they scrubbed it to Saturday? You no, know, I don't it know. Just Thursday. I, just, I think it was just Thursday. Just Thursday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from what I understand, yeah, we watched it. It was uh, it was cool, Kath. Yeah, we watched it as well. Um, Dennis has a former student from William Tennant High School who actually worked on the launch. Uh, he he had a picture of the this kid standing in front of the rocket ship. It was really cool. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's the first time we've had a chance to look inside a capsule like that while they're launching. Different and... angles that you'd never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Different angles from the, the Cape Canaveral vantage point, which was pretty cool. You know what I was bummed out? They didn't have the footage of the Stage 1 landing. I oh, know. dude. The camera's cut out. That's what I really wanted right. to see. Yeah, right. I know. All I mean, those things. It mm. cut out, like, I don't know, maybe about three seconds before it was about to land, and yep. then, and then uh, it cut to a deep Oh, it landed. <laughs> There's got to be somewhere they have to have footage of that that they can show. You would figure this would be the most recorded, video-covered launch in history with all of the micro cameras that are available now. Yeah, that's what they were saying as well. They were talking to some shuttle shuttle pilots that, or astronauts, I should say, that when they would do it, they just had like one lipstick camera that they just stuck on the back of a... Uh, of one of the seats, and now he's like, they got cameras mounted all over the place because they're so small. Yeah. Because weight is the big issue when it comes to right. space exploration. Right. Every every bit of weight, added extra weight, is more fuel that they have to add, in, and it's all about fuel. Dude, and by the way, the cockpit, it's just like, there was just two seats. Not much in there. No. Yeah. Two seats and a couple of monitors. It's way, and a ping pong table. It's way different than the the shuttle. The shuttle has a lot more systems and, yeah. and uh, there's a lot more to it. Well, so that's well. why that thing's just loaded with with uh, all kinds of panels and and stuff. And I also thought that the outfits, the the spacesuits, were pretty damn cool looking. Yeah, you didn't like them? Yeah, didn't they kind of look like Halloween. Like, here's what I thought. Why dirty. didn't you like them? Here's what I thought is that they and I agree with you, Preston. They um, I'm sorry. They need to be a little better tailor-fitted. Yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a little blo- blo- blocky. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Or you got to make them cooler. You got to put wings on them or something. Right. Or laser guns. I, I do like the sleeker style. The helmet I, I dig. Yeah, but there was something about it that it, that just kind of was like, mm, looks like a dentist uh, uh, <laughs> outfit, you know. But and I don't know. By the way, there it was Bob and Doug, you know. I McKenzie. know. Yeah, I know yeah. <laughs> Did anybody reference that? The yeah, McKenzie's? it was referenced to the yeah. McKenzie brothers. Because I was watching the coverage and nobody said anything. Uh-huh. It's Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so uh, they're NASA's own. And uh, You didn't hear? They said three, two, one, take off, eh? Oh, and no. They were like, take off, you hosers. That's right. Um, but by the way, I had the best timing ever. Uh, Chuck D'Amico, who works here at the station, he was, we were down the shore together and we were sitting on my front porch. And I just go, um, I look at my watch, it's 321. I go, what time was there? What time was that th- thing supposed to happen today? He goes, 322. And we took off, ran into my living room. I turned the TV <laughs> on, and it's a Roku. I turn on the. YouTube app, and right there, like NASA, it was, you know, NASA TV or whatever, clicked on that, and as soon as the picture came on, it goes, T-minus 30 seconds and counting, 30, 29, right. it was like Perfect the timing. best timing So ever. you looked at your, at your watch, and it was 3, 2, 1? Oh, shut Oh, up. my God. Now, wait a minute. The most surprising thing about all this is that Kathy watched it. What? I did. Yeah, I have seen and I watched it. Yeah. yeah. It's something um, you don't want to let go by, and honestly, and part of the whole thing that was reference was that this was a moment with all the stuff that's going on in the country that you you could point to something and just say that's a positive that's a cool thing i've always been a fan of the space program kathy is jace into this yeah you know he thought it was pretty cool he had like a million questions so i had to look everything up like he wanted to know how long it takes for them to get there how long they're going to be there which by the way they're there for like a month to 119 days depending on how it goes uh which i thought you know such a long period of time you know in between yeah. when they're they're going to come back i thought was interesting um but you know what i i did have a question and this might be a dumb question sorry if it is is this funded by the government or no 
Well, there's uh, there. It is. It's no. Elon Musk. So it's it's. Uh, it, no, it's it, a private company. Yeah, yeah, SpaceX is, is a private company. NASA is a citizen um, organization. Correct. I thought it was funded by the government because uh, we're talking about. Well, how, let's find out because well, it's, it's not military. Well, so no, maybe we were, that's what I'm thinking. What I was discussing. Yeah, you're over right. The, what I was discussing over the weekend was that Elon Musk has significantly dropped the cost of the <clears throat> space launch down to like. $50 million, if you can call that, like, you know, not a lot of money. I but think it's a cooperative between both because the NASA right. is a government agency. National yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah. So yeah. he has been funded by the government, and his goal is to get the space Not launch. fully funded. You no, know. but yeah. he's funded, but, you know, so, so but anyway, um, he's trying to get the cost down to a million dollars, I heard. I don't know. Per, per launch? I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. possible. Yeah. Well, part of it is is the landing of that stage one and having it be reusable. And by the way, somebody texted and said, man, you can see landings all over YouTube. Yes, I've seen landings of, of the first stage all over. I wanted to see that one landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. to see it live as we're watching these guys continue to go off into space and this thing come down and land the way that it did. Part of that deal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Cool. It's, it's also it's, <clears throat> it's an exciting thing because it is a, um, a reactivation of the space program, of, of, of what we've been used to. And we've, we've seen so much archival footage to see things like this, to see anything that they've done with the, with the rockets landing a la 50s science fiction, you know, the way yeah. they take off. That's amazing. I would like to find uh, footage of that launch over the weekend because, and, and while I like all of the, the commentary from the experts while they're watching uh, and, and while you're watching and they're telling you exactly what's going on, I would like to hear just the raw communication uh, between... The, the the capsule and the uh, and and the, the the ground crew and everybody and just hear that I love hearing that banter. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, I love hearing that 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 banter I know, as, as I they're know. prepping and these things are taking place one at, at because they're so uh, uh, meticulously timed out as far as when they're fueling it, when they're stopping, when these pumps go on, when they release these things, and so on and so forth. It's it's just every second is accounted for. They have uh, audio of that sort of <clears throat> internal um, communication yes. for the Apollo 11. I think uh, it, a lot of it appears in that CNN documentary about that uh, that mission. It's amazing to hear that. We do have audio of, of the launch of, uh, okay. of SpaceX, uh, and uh, you can hear that the... Um, uh, again, you, you can't argue with the elation of what they're doing and what they're a part of and what they're seeing. It's amazing. All right, here we go. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon. Go, NASA, go, NASA. Go, SpaceX. Godspeed, Bob and Doug. America has launched. What happened? So rises a new era of American space flight, and with it, the ambitions of a new generation continuing the dream. You see how they're they're trying to. They're also, everyone's trying to say that one thing that's going. Yeah, yeah. We've entered into a. I think it's going to be great. This is really good. I like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Dr. line, Pepper! the line that stands out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Well, I just pulled up a, a, a C-SPAN YouTube video of it of the launch over the weekend, and uh, somebody, Stephen, in the launch pad uh, said the words "Let's light this candle." Yes, uh, uh, yes. Oh, okay, which is great. All right, there was another thing that was said that I didn't understand what it meant. Uh, no sad, bro. It was not no Yo, sad, that bro. That would be awesome. Right. No space, bro. Uh, no, it was um, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that must be a retro it, rocket. It was the landing barge or whatever. It was something about like, hey, tell them like I still love you or whatever. Do oh, you, I what saw is, that. What is that? So I, I saw that graphic pop up on the screen. First, I heard the lady say it, and I was like, was she just giving a message to her kids? See, or? now I didn't hear that. I just okay. saw that pop up, and I was like, that's kind of odd. And it flashed real quick. It was almost like in uh, the Fight Club where the big penis shot comes up <laughs> yeah, like yeah. in a split second, and you don't know why you were kind of weirded out by that. Yeah, yeah. but anyway. Anyhow, uh, I don't know the origin of that, Casey. Yeah, I heard the woman say something like, blah, 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 and tell them that that, that I still love them. And I was like, all right, was that a message that to like to her? Me? To me? No. It must, was it, that a message to me? It must be. Me. It must be a quote uh, that's important. Uh, it was the name of the landing pad. Oh, it is? Or something. I don't know. But I don't. <laughs> it is or you don't know? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, it, you said, I, it's the name of the landing pad or something. It's the name know. of the landing pad. I know it for a fact, is it? I'm not sure. I I'm never sure. said that. It's really hard to tell you I don't know, by the way. I know you, you want like a yes or a no, or and I don't know, and it's really hard to tell you, Preston, the words I, I know don't know. this. Is it? I'm not sure. But it, it had come up when, when the rocket was about to land back yeah, on, yeah. on the, yeah, on the yeah, pad. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought maybe he had something to do. Like, is that the name of it? And is that an acronym? I, I, or an acronym, I meant to say. But the an name acronym. of the pad is Michael Hunt. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm not really sure. And then we watched, uh, yesterday we watched, here you go, make your jokes, we watched The Docking. Okay. <laughs> we watched two men put their penises together. No. Oh, oh my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We watched the docking with the ISS. Not nearly as exciting as the no? uh, as the launch. No, it's it moves very very slow and and uh, it, you know there's a lot. It takes a long time for this very simple procedure to take place because they want to make sure that everything is done properly. And that's it. And we've seen this. I remember though when you saw like the the the, the docking uh, with <laughs> now you can't even say it anymore with the Soyuz, uh, you know, coming up to the this all of that stuff. All those are 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 just. Pivotal moments, and uh, but it is yeah. a very slow procedure. Yes. It is, but I tell you what, you want to see something cool, and I and I highly recommend you get this app for your phone. Uh, I believe it's um, it's long. I got it a long time ago. I don't remember if it's a free app or not, but it's called ISS Watch. It's excellent, and you uh, it will actually give you a little alert when the International Space Station is going to be flying by within your visibility range because of its orbit. It it. It shows up all over around the Earth because it doesn't just follow the Earth's right. Exactly, it, it's got a, a weird trace. So there's cannon as the mm-hmm. as the Earth is turning. Its uh, path will make make it uh, change all the time, and sometimes you can see it more than once in one day. Anyhow, it'll give you an alert when it's going to be passing overhead. It's got a little 3D map that you can actually hold up to the horizon and see where it's going to come. And when you see that thing pass by, yeah, it's just it's an amazing feat of human achievement. It's so cool. And, and it happens multiple times a day. It's good to be reminded of that. Yeah. And of what we can do. Yeah. And so, did I see it, that yeah. there are there are currently five ships uh, docked there right now? That there, there's know. a couple of Russian ships as well. And so um yeah, I, I, I don't I, I saw a headline about it this morning, but I don't know the details. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I understand that there's a large RV with a half man, half dog doctor. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. A mog? A mog. Okay. Uh, all right. Hang on a second here. Casey, and then we've got uh, Matt O'Donnell we're going to go to uh, in just a second. But let me go to Stephen on the phone lines. Hey, Stephen, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, sir. So you wanted to clear up this whole I love you or tell them I love you or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. So it's something you guys can Google and, and you know, find more answers than I remember off the top of my head while okay. I'm driving. But uh, You're putting too much faith in us. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 
there's a science fiction author named Ian M. Banks, and Elon Musk is obsessed with him. Okay. And his running gag is that the world is basically taken over by hyper-intelligent robots and spaceships, specifically. And all of their names are ridiculous in the series of the books. All right. And they're like, you know, the armed and dangerous, the don't worry, I still love you, you know, whatever they are. Oh, okay. Elon Musk names all of his spaceships after these spaceships that are going to take over the world. Huh. Interesting. Well, th- right. yeah. Thanks for the heads up on that. I'll have right. to check into that. Yeah, I want to do a little research on that. Appreciate it, Stephen. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, you'll find some silly ones if you Google it. Anyway, okay, just so you guys know. Thanks, thanks bud. You. Appreciate it. Yeah, because that was. Of course, I, I, I still love you. That. Was the uh, was the phrase? Of okay. course, I still love you. Okay. All right. Well, it was a success, so that's good, and uh, it's nice to know that. Yeah, of course, I still love you. There it is. We got it written here. All right. Um, so anyhow, uh, that was one of the big news stories over the weekend, and obviously there was uh, there's been a lot of turmoil that's been going on across the country and right here in Philadelphia, and we wanted to basically uh, get the latest on uh, closures in the city and stuff like that, and what can expect. So uh, we're going to go to our friend, Mr. Matt O'Donnell from Six ABC, who is on the line this morning. Good morning, Matt, everyone. Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, I just I feel like we started off the decade kind of poorly. Yeah, right. This has not been a good year. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I I keep thinking of the uh, the turbulent sixties. Yeah, uh, lately yes. when I, when I watch the news, I mean, I was just uh, I was born at the ass end of that decade. But when I go back and I see historical footage of what was going on in the world, I'm like, wow, I wonder if that's what my parents were seeing on TV, kind of what we're seeing now, you know? Yeah, you're talking about 1968, and in many ways it was worse, uh, political assassinations, obviously. Um, But, you know, uh, while there's so much darkness out there, we still see, you know, shades of hope. You know, we, we, we saw a business owner who needed help boarding up his shop. People that went out there helping clean things up. Uh, people stood outside of a Target to prevent uh, demonstrators to go over there and start looting. So, you know, it, it is a rough time, but, you know, we're still seeing humanity in people, too, which I think is encouraging. Correct. Uh, we wanted to get some of the specifics that, that you guys know because things are, are changing. Announcements are being made as far as access to the city, the National Guard, uh, future protests. What, what kinds of things can you shed some light on for us, Matt? So right now, obviously, the curfew has been lifted. It ended at 6 a.m. SEPTA is getting back in gear as well. The National Guard arrived this morning. They are at Philadelphia City Hall set up. They're there just in case. They're they're not there actually responding to anything in particular. There's a lot of peace out there in the city. I think it might have helped that it was kind of cool overnight. It it was very much unlike a, a June 1st start. So maybe that encourage people to go back into their houses and we'll see what today brings we'll see what the mayor has to say the police commissioner and uh hopefully the worst is over uh so commissioner outlaw was suggesting yesterday that a, that a um <clears throat> she believes that a, a a fair amount of the the people the looters and rioters are coming in from out of state um any further word on that have you heard anything about that i mean it, that's hard to tell i know that they made at least 200 arrests I think uh, it, there might be a way for us to review, you know, who these people are and right. make that determination. But I think it's it's too early for for us to say that. You saw you saw the dichotomy of people who are are protesting, and 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 doing it in, in, a, in a peaceful way and 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 trying to get their their thoughts expressed in a proper way, and then as you said, 
you know, while you, you, you look around, you do see signs of in this in this looting and, and, and totally subtracting the weight from that message or at least fighting against it. You see people stepping up and, and, and trying to help out. I did see footage of people taking it upon themselves to, to sweep up and clean up and, and, and trying to work their way to get back to, uh, to normal. Uh, are you seeing a lot more of that, Matt? Sure. There was a peaceful protest at the Octavius Caddo statue, the great Philadelphia civil rights leader. I encourage anyone who hasn't heard of him to, to read his story because it's, it's tragic as, as well as it's fascinating, um, you know, the kind of life that he led and what he gave up you know, for to try and bring freedom to African-Americans in, in voting. Um, but th- there was a, a peaceful protest there. That's right on the uh, south side of City Hall. But then, you know, these these the the looting that's going on it, it ruins things it really does yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know how much of it is opportunism i don't know but i'm sure that's a part of it yep matt there were a few fires this morning do you know if those have anything to do with the rioting and looting or is that completely separate there was the big fire in kensington we don't know uh how that one started uh, there was another fire in southwest Philadelphia, which may be related. That that was at some storefronts, and apparently there was some looting going on there. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear from the fire commissioner today about that. So I, I'm, I think they're leaning towards that in southwest Philadelphia, but not in, not just yet in Kensington. All right, so with the uh, the, the curfews and closures and, and so on, because, I, you know, not living in the city, I don't know exactly. I've heard, but not how it operates. I know from Vine Street to south and river to river, does that mean no traffic on the street during that curfew time? I believe so, and the, the mayor's going to update things and see how we're going to move forward. Uh, but I would just kind of avoid Center City if you don't have to. I mean, we're in a, we're in a lockdown situation anyway with yeah. the pandemic, which it's 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 crazy how something can bump that off the top of the news, but it but it has. But uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing that the mayor is going to have a lot more to say this morning about you know what you know city residents. People who work at businesses, what they should be doing going forward. So uh, now we, we live in uh, you know a, a time where there are just uh, there are cameras all over the place, and they're catching a lot of the the video of of people performing acts of violence and and looting. Um, any any take or any information on what they're going to do? Obviously, when the dust clears, as far as finding these people and prosecuting and identifying. I mean, have they already started? I know in some cities they've. Uh, they've already started to to go after the people who were who were doing this, and and essentially, you know, we're coming off a time where we were start to uh, open up businesses again, and now some these businesses are, are being destroyed, and it's just compounding the issue. So, what? How do you think they're going to proceed forward with that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's such a shame, Steve, that you know these business owners are trying to struggle through this pandemic, and then you know it's like a pile of bricks just fall right on top of their head and, yeah. they, and they see you know the destruction and and the damage and and the lawlessness but you know philadelphia police are scanning social media as we speak they're looking at twitter looking at instagram facebook all, any other platforms uh nothing that you do these days seems to not get documented yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, everything is on camera the, i i, I I stopped using the phrase caught on camera in the news about five years ago because right. it's a news story if it wasn't caught on camera. Right, and right. So uh, I, I can guarantee you the detectives are at work right now trying to identify these people. 200 arrests, and that, that could double. It could go much higher than that. Speaking of that, you know, I mean, like, you guys have been showing footage of just blatantly just people grabbing stuff and somebody standing there holding a camera right in front of them, and then you can clearly see who they are. Um, or if if you happen to catch something like this on video, should you contact the police? Should you send it directly to you guys? What do you think people should do with footage that might help out? Tell them to call the police. Yeah. Send it to them. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, Matt, did you hear about nine one one and and uh, I guess them not being able to answer all of the calls yesterday? I did not hear about that, but I wouldn't be surprised given how chaotic it got. Well, the, 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 you, you mentioned the, the National Guard and, and other cities that have started to bring a National Guard presence in. It seems to be working, and I think just the presence here hopefully will be enough without having to be fully deployed. But if it's necessary to keep these people, because, you know, listen, there was a, 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 a horrible situation that got this in motion. The last thing I think NBA, I, the family of, uh, you know, of George Floyd uh, has, has said that they, um, you know, that this is the last thing they'd want him yeah. to be a flashpoint for. And it's just, it's just criminals who said about these people and these businesses and these livelihoods. I saw this, this footage of, uh, I forget maybe what city it was in, but this, this, this firefighter who his entire life savings to, to set up a sports bar, he and his brother, and it was just destroyed. Yep. And I mean, it, you can't have that, you know, obviously there's a whole bunch of things to address, but collateral damage like this is just unacceptable. Yeah, George Floyd's own brother, Terrence Floyd, he spoke to ABC News at the scene of his killing, told them this is not what he would have wanted. Yeah, right. To just stop this. Yep. People should listen to him, and hopefully that will that will have influence. As for the National Guard, you know, the, the, the sheer presence of the National Guard standing in front of our government building, Philadelphia City Hall, just raises it another level in terms of seriousness, and hopefully that will help tone things down. We hope that's the case. So. All right, Matt, thanks for checking in. We'll be following along to uh, see what uh, you guys uncover. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a while talking to you guys. Yeah. Always, always great you know, chatting with you, all right? Good to yeah, have you, absolutely. Matt O'Donnell, our friend. Yep. It's ABC. Appreciate it, man. Um, real quick, if you guys don't mind, because we're going to get to the B-File in a moment, but I have a couple of shart-outs to do. Uh, before we take a break, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, uh, they're, they're positive, and we need positive. Yes, exactly. So there were a lot of... Uh, a, a lot of uh, um, we just called the shard positive. Yes, yeah. there were a lot of graduations over the weekend. Well, there's yeah. a lot of other things going on uh, in this world right now, and, and yes, people are graduating. Uh, so I got this uh, from Trisha in the Northeast. She said, uh, hey, I've been listening for 20 years. Uh, I used to teach in West Philly, and you got me there every day. I transferred closer to home when my kids... Uh, we're of school age, and you drove them to school with me when they were too young to listen. Uh, when we sat at the bus stop and listened for years, when high school came, I drove them to school, and we hoped uh, didn't get a commercial because our ride was short. I was going to request a shout-out from my oldest, Dennis, on our last ride in or as close to it. He is my oldest son, oh. graduating from Father Judge. And it would have been uh, the last time for me driving all three of my babies to school. Ah. So a shard out is what he needs or I need if you could make my day. It would make my day. Uh, we podcast now whenever uh, we can to keep up. Thank you for um, doing all you do to make us smile. Rock on, Trisha in Northeast Philly. So here's a shard out <laughs> as the kids are growing up. Man, I know what that feels like. Uh, and then another one says, uh, Gadzooks, Preston, I would like to request a big shout-out to my sister Meg. She's a senior at Cumberland High Va- Cumberland Valley High School and a total effing champ. And I'd just like to give her some recognition and tell her that she is the best little sister I could ask for. Oh, man. Uh, thanks, you guys. And that is from uh, Matt Concini. So a quick shout-out. So there you go. A lot of love being spread, too. Yes. and want to make sure we highlight that. You always have to put things in perspective. Like we talk about with Matt, you know, yep. talk about percentages to the larger 
population, and, and there's a lot of goodwill out there. Yep. A lot of good things happening, too. Most definitely. By the way, speaking of schools, Downingtown East, you are up for the coolest teacher of the year. We chose you at random, and now you get to pick specifically the teacher you'd like to nominate for coolest teacher. It's easy. Just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we'll send you the voting link. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We got bizarre file studies on the studies. Sure. Oh, no. A test. A test. We'll come back with the stories and a pop quiz in just a moment. Monday nights at 9, join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for a kick-ass concert clip, a live performance, Metallica moment. In conjunction, Metallica is releasing an entire concert recording available for your streaming pleasure right here at WMMR.com. Rock's reigning kings with MMR's nighttime jester, Jackie Bam Bam. Every Monday night at 9. Hey. So when dinner's done, break from the TV and rock your smart speaker. It's Metallica Mondays with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right. I've been saving these for you. Some bizarre file stories. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Your local Dietz and Watson Real Philly delis are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Well, San Diego police surrounded a Wells Fargo bank after a man broke in through a window claiming he wanted to use a microwave inside the break room to warm up. Some Hot Pockets. Man, you can't eat Hot Pockets unless they're hot, so no. I'm going to have to side with him. And when you want a great meal without the big deal? What are you going to do? Hot, hot pockets. pockets, yeah. Just after his arrest, a freelance photographer captured video of the man telling police about the Hot Pockets and how he had eaten two of the sandwiches while inside the bank. Bragger. The photographer asked the man if the ordeal was worth it, and he replied, was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. A hot pocket. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what he said without hesitation. Was he aware that there was uh, money in there as well? I don't know. He, <laughs> the man said he was hungry and homeless, so he, I guess he did what he felt he had to do. The incident began When at, you think, where am I going to cook this? Wells Fargo. Uh, it was after 3.15 a.m. A security alarm was set off at the Wells Fargo Bank. About a half dozen officers went to the scene. They found a shattered window at the drive through ATM area and surrounded the bank. A security company was able to monitor the cameras inside the bank and confirmed the suspect had broken in, was still inside. Officers stood at the entrance and told the man to come out. They sent in the canine unit, and moments later, the officers were seen walking the man out of the bank, holding his hands behind his back. The man was arrested at the scene for breaking into the bank, and no one was injured in the incident. What do we have here? Is this the actual... <laughs> well, so to put that in perspective, a homeless hot pocket eating guy was able to breach security to Wells Fargo Bank. Uh, and yes, he made it in there. Yeah. You're right, Steve. Thank you for that, Marissa, by the way. The One more time. Sound effect, if you could. So, hot pockets. You're under arrest. <laughs> in a sex fantasy gone wrong, two men with machetes entered the wrong house in New South Wales, Australia, before quickly realizing their error. One of them has now been acquitted of entering a home armed with a weapon. They had been hired to carry out a client's fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. Uh Uh-oh. 
The judge concluded that the facts of the case are unusual. The role play was arranged over Facebook by a man who provided his address to the hired pair. He was willing to pay $5,000 if it was really good, the judge had said. However, the client moved to another address 30 miles away without updating the two men. Uh-oh. They then entered a home on the street of the original address. When the resident noticed the light on in his kitchen, he assumed that it was a friend who came by uh, daily to make morning coffee. When the men called out the name of their client, the resident turned on the light and removed a sleep apnea mask that he was wearing. Oh, my God. It was then that he saw them standing above his bed with machetes, which they appeared to have brought as props for the role play. When they realized their error, listen to this, one of the pair said, sorry, mate, and then shook the resident's hand. <laughs> so, and the whole idea, the part of the fantasy was to have his ass brushed with it. Well, I, well, I don't know if it was ass, but he was supposed to be, yeah, brushed with a broom. Because the ass is my fantasy. That's how I like my broom play. Yeah, so he was supposed to be stroked with a broom. Oh, okay. Uh, the two men then drove to the correct address where they the client noticed one man had a, quote, great big knife in his trousers and <laughs> asked him to leave the weapons in their car. The client then cooked bacon, eggs, and noodles, and a short time later... Uh, the police arrived at the property. <laughs> it was a little while ago, I ordered two gentlemen to come to my house and do some broom play. I'm here sitting, pudding, and I'm waiting for them. And he made noodles, too. He made noodles. Yes. Um, what a world. What a world. <laughs> no. And if you, honestly, if you have a perversion like that that involves a broom and, and machetes and all of that work, make sure your address is updated. Yeah. The police arrived at the property and found the machetes in the car, and they arrested the hired pair. The judge ruled that uh, the evidence did not suggest <laughs> the men's actions were intentional. <laughs> a lawyer for uh, Terrence Leroy, one of the accusers, said it was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. Entry was not with intent to intimidate. So how what what how did the dominoes fall in someone's brain where a broom? I don't know. Yeah, don't know, man. Whatever it made sense to them. But a- after the court case was over, they all went out for lunch. Hot pockets. <laughs> a troop of monkeys in India attacked a medical official and snatched away blood samples of patients who had tested positive for the novel coronavirus. So, uh, more than one side pointed out that this is the plot of countless science fiction movies. Including the Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, yep. Uh, the attack occurred this week when a laboratory technician was walking into the campus of state-run medical of a state-run medical college. And apparently, monkeys grabbed and fled with the blood samples of four COVID-19 patients who are undergoing treatment. Uh, the, um, Get the blood samples quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, a spokesman My said, name is Caesar. We had to take their blood samples again, said Dr. S.K. Garg. Uh, authorities said there that he is. There's Garg. <laughs> uh, they were not clear if the monkeys had spilled the blood samples, but people living near the campus feared further spread of the virus if the monkeys carried the samples into residential areas. Garg said that it was not clear if the monkeys could... Hey, hey, it's the monkeys. ...contract the coronavirus. <laughs> people say they monkey around. He's running down the street yelling, hey, hey, it's, it's the, the monkeys. monkeys. People say they monkey around. <laughs> ah, they're too busy singing. Uh, but anyhow... To put anybody down! Uh, they're not clear the monkeys could... They're just con- trying to be friendly. No, contract- it's okay. They're trying to be friendly. Contract the coronavirus... <laughs> If they came into contact they with... They want us to sing and play! Infle- infected blood. 
Uh, monkeys have been increasingly straying into human settlements in India and causing disturbances, even attacking people. Environmentalists say the destruction of natural habitat is the main reason for the animals move into urban areas in search of mm. food. All right. Uh, and then one last story. This is, right. a, this is kind of a fun one. Seniors from a Key West high school had a very Florida commencement staging a socially distanced jet ski graduation over the weekend. That's cool. Footage shows Somerset Island preparatory graduates, of which there were only 11, uh, wearing caps, gowns, and masks as they rode through Key West waterways in their jet skis. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, In the video, graduates are seen pulling up to an anchored boat where the principal handed out diplomas with a grabber, and then they go on about their way. So that's how they did their ceremony. Not going to see any of that around here. Not on the Delaware. No, and that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning, my friend. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we get back, uh, we are going to chat with J.J., Jim Jackson. Uh, hockey, apparently going to happen this season. Uh, that's better. the latest, yeah. Uh, so we're going to find out from him what he knows and uh, what we can find out and uh, the flyers and so forth, any details that we may need to be brought up to speed on. So we'll take a break, come back, chat with JJ, and get into some other stuff as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So as we are attempting to uh, get things to return uh, as much more to normal as can possibly be, uh, word has come that the NHL has a plan uh, that is underway to hopefully get a season in this year. Yeah, I loved hearing this. Yeah. Anything that gets us into that uh, that direction is welcome. Now I'm clueless at the details, so we want to bring somebody on board who can shed some light for us. Please welcome our good friend, play-by-play man extraordinaire for the Philadelphia Flyers, J.J. Jim Yay! Jackson is online. How are you, guys? How you doing, Jim? I'm hanging in there. I mean, these are these are tough and challenging times, obviously, but uh, yeah. trying to do the best best we can. This is true. But how how long have have you known about uh, the the plans for the NHL to get this underway? Have you, did you did you uh, just hear like everybody else did recently, or had there been rumblings of what was going to be going on? There had been rumblings, and the 2014 concept was certainly out there. But really, the NHL did a, a very uh, remarkable job really of keeping the details pretty much secret until their announcement last week and uh that everybody of course went to uh dissecting it they're, they're, you know not, nothing's perfect you're not going to please everybody yeah but I, I really think they've done a good job with this because the teams that had a chance to make the playoffs uh in the last 10 to 12 games that weren't played um now have a chance with this play in the teams that were way out of it uh are, are not going to be in the playoffs those, those bottom seven teams and then uh, the teams at the top get, get the buy, so they're rewarded for their, their outstanding regular season. There will be some who say they're not rewarded enough because the top seed has to now go out there and try to get their top seed back. But uh, I think in general they did a really good job, and it'll be a neat tournament. And as you guys were saying, um, I mean, at this point, I mean, and again, I feel insignificant. Where, where does hockey, where does sports at all fit with what's happened over the weekend? But as we move forward, and we never forget, of course, what's happening, and, and hopefully we don't forget. Uh, 
but we will need, as we move forward, some sense of, of getting back to not normal. I don't know if we'll ever have normal again the way it was, but at least moving forward and having sports as, as an outlet, as a way to, to have some entertainment. And the NHL has done a, a really good job. I mean, they're planning. Yesterday they announced they're going to test all the players pretty much every day. And mm-hmm. uh, so they're going to be very safe about this. But uh, they, they obviously are planning on moving forward very carefully. So 2014 playoff, they're looking to do it in two cities, one for the East, one for the West. Uh, those haven't been announced. Is there some guessing as to where they might end up? Yeah, they've only, they did list 10 cities that are in the running for that. Seven of them are West, three East. So there is, oh. it might not be one East, one West, although okay. I think that would make sense. But there's only a, a Pittsburgh, Columbus, and one other East city. I'm forgetting about uh, Toronto, I believe. Um, and they, I believe they, they have to overcome some things in terms of the international uh, travel there with Canada, if it is Toronto. Uh, I, Edmonton put in a great uh, proposal, I guess. Uh, Vegas is certainly a, a spot that everybody talks about. So those are some of the names. I mean, Los Angeles was on that list, which I, given the struggles they've had, uh, although they, they, they cracked down on the virus early, they still had some recent upticks. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise. The Kings aren't even one of the teams in the tournament. But um, Los Angeles is on that list of a whole bunch of 10 cities, and I'm sure they're, they're looking into safety as number one in terms of uh, being able to keep the players in a relatively confined area and being able to, at the same time, prevent them from going stir-crazy because you have all of these guys confined in one area for a long period of time. It, it can be tough. So there are a lot of considerations on those hub cities. But down to 10 with, uh, with some, I, I say Vegas is the, the city I hear the most. Is right. The JJ, what does it mean for you? Do you have any idea what your broadcast duties are going to be or responsibilities or or where you might go with the team? Yeah, I've only heard rumblings, nothing official. Uh, My guess is since they did announce that only 50 uh, people from each team will be allowed into the hub cities that uh, unless broadcasters are considered a separate entity, there's no, I mean, you think about 50, they're going to have, they're saying, I believe something like 28 players, maybe add three or four goalies to that mix. So around 30 players, you have, four or five coaches to each staff. You have three or four or five trainers, athletic trainers, all that added. You're already up to 40, 42, 43. Then you have to have some PR people, uh, general manager. I mean, yeah, I, you're going to get to 50 really fast. So I, I can't imagine, and this is only me talking here, that we're going to be in the hub cities. Uh, I think we'd probably be broadcasting remotely, uh, maybe from a monitor here somewhere in, in the Philadelphia area, maybe from home. Who knows? Uh, uh, it's, it's at this point uh, – nothing's been really been said it's all conjecture but given that the parameters of the 50 person limit per organization i'm not quite sure where broad i mean it takes a lot to put a, it takes a lot of people to put on a television broadcast so um, i would think we'd be doing it remotely but again uh, never say never i don't i don't really know what the plans are so the league is thinking maybe uh early july for training camps that's what i had read and uh that means the season could get underway maybe late july beginning of august something like that have you yeah. heard? Have, have you heard from uh, from any of the team members if if they've been training during this whole time? I mean, obviously they can't skate and do all of that, but but have they been you know keeping up their physical regimen on the on the hope that the season's going to get back together? Yeah, I've heard different stories. Uh, Ivan Provorov somehow got himself a, a rink to skate on, from what I understand. Uh, I think Sean Couturier has talked about uh, doing a lot of steps to stay in shape <laughs> where where he's living, and and other guys have found other ways to work out. Um, I, I can only say that uh, my son, for instance, plays junior hockey. He's hoping to play college hockey this year or next, depending on 
everything that happens with the the pandemic, but uh, he hasn't been able to skate at all since March the 12th. So um, you can work out and he works out all the time, but it's not skating. And so they're saying a three week training camp. They've already said they will not start training camps now until at least July 10th. That was the last I heard. So if you're talking about a three week training camp from there, you're really starting in August, right? The the game. So uh, they're going to play well into September to determine a Stanley cup champ. And now they're saying they're not, really going to have any problem with starting next season, provided everything is, is good from a health standpoint, uh, as late as December, maybe even the holidays. So uh, it's going to be a late, late start to the next season if they can get this one in. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if the trainers had maybe been in touch with the players and kind of given them a uh, a regimen to follow or anything along those lines. They definitely have. I had actually did a, 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 a podcast with Jim McCross and, who is the leader of that for the Flyers? Is an athletic trainer uh, would be the title. He's he's more than that with this franchise. He really handles everything from a medical standpoint, and um, and uh, he he's been in touch with the players on almost a daily basis. Uh, they all have their own ways of of trying to you know stay in shape, and some have more equipment than others. Some have access to more equipment than others. But uh, he says they'll all be in in good physical condition but they won't be in game shape for a while. I mean, again, that takes skating, and, and few of the players have been able to, to skate. What do you think this will look like historically when this season is in the books? If we get, you know, if, if we get this season in, we get a Stanley Cup championship, uh, the team that wins, you know, are they really going to be considered Stanley Cup champions? You know what I mean? I think they will be. Uh, in fact, I think it it's going to be even more memorable given what we're all going through. Uh, it is going to be strange without fans. I mean, that that part of it, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to whether they're going to pump sound in to, to increase the atmosphere in some ways. Uh, I don't know what the plan is there, if there is a plan. Uh, that That's going to make it different for sure. But uh, these guys are very competitive. I mean, they're competitive. I, you know, I watch them play cards on on the on the plane, I mean, they're competitive at anything oh, they do. Casey, so the play, the, yeah, well, the Casey was level of the games will be fine. Casey's bold against G on a couple oh, of occasions. He takes it very, very seriously. Very serious. Yeah, he, he's at the top of the list. You know, he has to win at everything he does. All the really great players in all the sports, I like that. And I mean, look, look at Michael Jordan, right? So, I mean, it, it, you basically, it's a situation where I think the competitive nature of the games will be fine. Uh, but from the fan standpoint, not being able to go to a game or, or what have you, I don't know how that will impact the fans. Will they get into it as much? I, I think they will. And I don't think it will be a tainted championship by the time you roll through this tournament. Uh, 24 teams, really, in essence, five rounds instead of four. Uh, it's going to be quite a tournament. Um, and so I don't think there should be an asterisk. The season was 70 games. I mean, we've had seasons shorter than that due to labor stoppages before 48 game seasons where no one remembers now that there was a shortened season. There's no asterisk next to that Stanley Cup champion. So I think it'll be legitimate. It will be different. It might be one that's remembered more than your, your average champion because of the way it's going to happen. I, th- I think it'll probably play out like every, uh, every year plays out. The, the team that wins the Stanley Cup will consider it legitimate. And the teams that didn't win will think, <laughs> of course, it wasn't even a season. It was right, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, certainly a team like Boston, who had a, a healthy lead for the top seed in Houston, if they lose that in the play and end up like the fourth seed and then lose in the, the first round of the playoffs for them in the round of 16, they're going to say, that could have been, yeah, it should have been our year for sure. You're going to have that. But you have that every regular 
campaign, as you say, too. So that that's just part of sport. You know, the, the losers have some kind of uh, – and we've, we've been through it with the Flyers. They've had some real close uh, chances going to the conference finals and finals uh, a lot in their history. And it's always like, what if this guy stayed healthier? What if that call wasn't made? That 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 I'm almost looking forward to those kind of conversations. So you can be back to at least some, sport. some level of it. To, to the point of staying healthy and so on and so forth, not having the ability to get really back up to playing level, talking about the training and so on and so forth. Do so you think that that was in the in the con list of reasons not to get back to this? Because if you have an athlete who's not really trained to playing level going out and uh, you could incur, um, you know, perhaps career ending injuries, I guess that's, that's a liability whenever you play. But uh, was that was that something that was ever seriously uh uh, taken into consideration, or is just has it been full steam ahead? No, I think it's definitely a consideration um, because this isn't going from, uh, in a, let's say, a typical summer. You kind of ramp up. The guys come in in late August, early September. They've begun their skating among themselves. Then training camp, they ramp it up, and then preseason games to another level, and then to the regular season another level, and then eventually to the level of the highest level, which is the playoffs. You're going from zero to 80 here, right. uh, going from a three-week training camp after most of these guys haven't skated in, by that time, three to four months, and then bingo, you're into playoffs. Now, again, there won't be fans, so maybe it won't be quite as intense. I don't know. That That's the big unknown, but it's still, you know, it's play or, or get eliminated, so there's that pressure, and there should be that extra extra pace, extra edge to the play. That's going to be that's going to be dangerous because uh, hockey is a contact sport. Hockey is a sport where you're pushing, you're twisting, you're you're getting hit, uh, and and your body having not done that for quite a while, it, it's going to be quite quite a transition. So there is risk there, and I'm sure they considered that. But uh, really, from the time that the Olympics got uh, postponed and that opened up the, the summer for television, basically from NBC standpoint, uh, the NHL seems bound and determined, as long as it's safe, from a health standpoint, bound and determined to get a Stanley Cup winner this year uh, to the point where they're willing to push next season back by two, two and a half months. Uh, I know early on, back in March and, and April, the talk was we don't want to compromise next season. But then when the summer opened up from a television standpoint, I think everything kind of changed. And they, they want to do it. And it seems as though with this testing announcement yesterday, they're going to really be very careful uh, about the health of the players and everyone around them. Uh, so I think they're doing it right, uh, but it is going to lead to a very late Stanley Cup champion and a very late start to next season. But let's hope we're, we're able to get both of those accomplished. I really miss hockey a lot. I miss hearing you call the games, uh, JJ, but uh, particularly this season because this team is good. And, and you mentioned Boston. The Bruins are, are probably the elite in the East, but the Flyers were really clicking at the right time towards the end of the season or would have been the end of the season. Um, can you speak a little bit about uh, how they were playing, how good they, they got? And, you know, certainly Carter Hart, I think, could lead this team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Elaine Vigneault had talked, the new coach, uh, at the beginning of the year, talked about having his team really pick up his system and be on their game at the turn of the calendar year into January and then start rolling. And that's exactly what happened with his team. They they got rolling. They won nine of the last ten games, actually won nine in a row, and then lost the last game before the, the pause uh, happened. Uh, but they also showed in, in pretty much all season that they could play with the best teams. I mean, they handled Washington. They beat Boston. Uh, the only team of the elite elite they, they hadn't beaten really was Tampa, and they had a couple of tight games, and they were scheduled to play them the night the, 
the pause uh, happened, but they beat St. Louis, they uh, West, they beat some of the better teams too. So uh, they, they, they proved they could to play with the best teams and they were obviously hot and they're young. So, uh, you know, you expect some kind of trajectory toward getting better. There will be, of course, the growing pains perhaps of the first playoff run for some of these guys. And as you mentioned, Carter, how you have to have the goaltending and they have supreme confidence in him. So uh, the, the elements were there. Uh, Vino seemed to have this thing going right where he wanted to now. None of that, I don't think, carries over any kind of momentum when you're talking about this long of a break. So they all start anew. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if that same mojo is there, uh, playing in one city far away from home or relatively far away from home with no fans. I mean, it's a completely different element. So I don't know if that carries over. But, but yeah, this team was playing well and, and clearly uh, built to, to be good for quite a long time. That's the good news. And hopefully as we move through all of our challenges here, we get to, uh, you know, seasons rolling along regularly, and this team should be good for a while with, with Carter Hart as the backboard. All right. Um, any idea when the NHL might make further announcements? I mean, the announcement yesterday surprised me over a weekend about the testing. So I think the next announcement probably would be about the hub cities. Okay. Um, and, and once uh, they have that, uh, we'll see other things develop, uh, specific dates. But the last I heard date-wise is the training camps themselves won't start until at least July 10th. So, yeah. again, I think we're looking at games maybe very, very late July or early August uh, as a, a way to get this started. And that's only if everything goes all right. I mean, the NHL is very careful, guys, to say this is a plan. You know, we're, This is a plan. We're, we're, we're doing this. If everything from a health standpoint, uh, globally, nationally, uh, goes well, this is what we'll do. And I think mean, they've done it all right because the other sport I broadcast for, as you know, is having all kinds of issues getting a plan together. The players and owners are having the squabbles, the NHL. And granted, they didn't have to worry about a whole season worth of salary, so it was a little easier. But still, a huge undertaking to get this all set up. And they have done a great job clearly planning and thinking of a lot of details. So kudos to the NHL so far, although it's still planning stage exactly all right jim thanks for the heads up we appreciate it and we'll be in touch soon all right man all right be safe guys all right, yeah. you too right. jim jackson yeah. Yeah. so we shall see but uh i'm excited they're going to be able to uh you know as of now uh make this thing work this season because the flyers were looking good i know you imagine if they won i know and how great that would be <laughs> we'll see if that gets. See, and imagine the parade afterwards. Oh, <laughs> imagine! <laughs> and you can watch it on a web stream. Right? Be awesome. Exactly. Oh, maybe they'll you know erect a statue or something like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, I saw this story uh, that I thought was interesting about a resident in New Haven, Connecticut, that wants to have a proud symbol of one native who made it big and create a statue huh. in his honor, and it is. Alf. Alf? <laughs> yeah, I kid you not. Yes! More specifically, Paul Fusco, who voiced and uh, was the puppeteer behind Alf uh, to honor the character and creator alike. New Haven resident Ray Willis wants to build and erect a statue that looks like Alf from the show of the same name. <laughs> That's amazing. Are we, are we talking like the 900-foot Jesus? <laughs> Something like that, with his arms outstretched <laughs> yeah, yeah. and everything, yeah. Uh, he and the city have some logistics. <laughs> Some logistics to work through first, though. As you ride through Norwalk. <laughs> uh, but he has big expectations for this tribute to an icon from decades ago. Uh, he envisions that, uh, quote, this ALF sculpture will last thousands of years. Wow. As this, this would be similar, then, to the 500-foot uh, Twicky in St. Petersburg. Twicky. <laughs> from Buck, Buck Rogers? Rogers. Buck Rogers, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, as of June last year, neither he nor the city had any precise idea of where to put the statue. Well, no, nobody signed on to allow this statue to. Uh... <laughs> he said he said it's too early to discuss where it might go, but eventually we'll have a choice rather than difficulty in erecting the statue. I'm we, not a specifics kind of guy. He said we got a lot of options for this. I mean, you can put it on my front lawn for all I care. Casey yes. would <laughs> love this. One of your all-time favorite TV shows. Yes, and as a matter of fact, it's now available on the Roku channel. So I've been actually watching episodes. Still holds up today. Uh, d- does it? It does. You find it just as funny? I do. All right. I do. I, I You know, it, it had to sort Have of... you watched it in the original Latin? I did not. <laughs> no, because I don't speak it. You know, so I really wanted to be able to understand everything. But, um, you know, it's sort of... It, it, uh, season two is where it really sort of... That's where it gets its its stride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what, when David Mamet started writing for it. What I didn't realize was that uh, <laughs> Melmac um, had blown up, and that's why he ended up on Earth. Was So it's comedy it born up. out of uh, a mass extinction. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So uh, like Melmac, Melmac blew up like Krypton? I don't know. And or Romulus? I don't know if it actually blew up or if he just thought it was going to blow up and, and escaped or, well, or whatever. He's a, he's a creep. Yeah. He, he took off. <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> And he left his, his whole family. He left Rhonda. His baby. His girlfriend. Maybe even his wife. I don't know if Rhonda was girlfriend or wife, but he left her back on Melmac. He's like, later, bitch. I'm out. And He's then- an intergalactic <laughs> prick. Um, later, bitch. Later, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. I was a little surprised by that. <laughs> so so you're, you're on the understanding that the planet... Was destroyed. Or? The last episode that I watched, they mentioned how uh, his planet blew up, and I was like, "Wow, wow!" Huh. Okay. That's uh, a little, sometimes they, they reveal things like that in sitcoms. You're like, "I didn't," you know, like he's a little happy-go-lucky for for a guy who lost his entire planet and his entire species was yeah. extinguished in a solar flare, right? Mm. Uh, to even get off the ground, a venture like this statue needs uh, support and approval from a lot of services, government officials, and civilians alike. Uh, need to back it. Uh, so far, Willis discussed the idea of an. What Alps- about the United Nations? Are they behind this? An elf statue with <laughs> New Haven's Recreational and Trees Department, in addition to other potential stakeholders. Uh, he's got a lot riding on this, both for himself and for New Haven. He said it will be to New Haven what the pyramids are to Giza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this guy's. Uh, he's- He's out of his mind. Well, there, there's a tongue in clearly in the cheek here, but uh, but uh, listen, why not? He later added, "It will be my legacy, my lasting gift to the people of New Haven." I don't know if he's if his tongue is if this is tongue in cheek or not, Steve. Uh, this is not the first time a city put up the likeness of a big celebrity who called that place home. Uh, during its very er, very early stages, the project gained two hundred and fifty dollars from thirty one contributors. Oh my God! Thirty one people donating two hundred and fifty dollars. Ultimately, the goal stands at ten thousand uh, dollars. Willis said, "A lot of people think it is facetious, and that's what's stopping additional funds coming through. It's vicious, but I <laughs> it has a lot of support." Uh, people love Alf, he said. You know, so you think about the ones that have been done before. They did one for Fonzie yes. in uh, Waukesha. I believe that's where Fonzie's... Yeah. Are you talking about for fictional characters? Right. Okay, because I know they did like a Lucille Baldwin. Remember how horrible that it looked? It was. If you've never seen oh the original God. version of the Lucille Ball statue, oh, it looked like someone had taken a two-by-four and worked her over in an alleyway. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I got horrible. A, I have a little bit of information on Melmac and what happened there. Before you do that, though, okay. I do want to... We have oh, the picture of it up. I mean, it... 
It looks <laughs> nothing. She look. She looks like Chucky. Nothing yeah. like. It almost looks like J. Jonah Jameson. A <laughs> uh, little bit with the hair on the side uh-huh. there. Uh, but Steve, I wanted to point out another fictional character. If we're going with Alpha as a statue, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, the absolutely. Rocky statue, and it's it's. It's below. Stallone's behind the uh, the Alpha statue as well. Oh, he, he's yeah. behind that. We gotta make it happen. Stakes. Now do it again. The only the only reason that that statue exists is because they made it for the movie, right? They made it for Rocky Three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when he made he started to go and Clubber uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clubber Lang shows up. Ah, I have your woman. And they get into that, that sort of fist fight, and then right. he goes. He throws his motorcycle helmet. Yeah, at was it. that? What, is that the movie when That's he throws Rocky the motorcycle three. helmet? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah he, he, he killed Mickey. He hated it. Wait, <laughs> he killed Mickey. No, well, no. 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 Clubber Lang killed Mickey. No, he didn't kill him. But the the stress of the altercation, the pre-fight altercation. He didn't kill him. It's not like Mickey. he backed over him in a van. Yeah, Dude, it's not like he, he killed... beat him to death. And no, he... remember he's like, Mickey starts to have a heart attack yeah. because of the the, the, uh, the dust-up. Yeah. I, <laughs> I say he killed him. Well, well, I don't he, think he... he mur- listen, it could be manslaughter, uh, but he... I, Clubber Lang was the, responsible for Mickey's death. Clubber Lang was a contributing factor. Yes. But in a I court of to, law, it'd be hard to... It's been so yeah. long since I've seen that particular one that I don't remember. There was a subplot where uh, uh, Rocky goes to law school oh, right. and <laughs> prosecutes that case. Yes. He did? Yeah, to try to get Clubber Lang arrested for murder. Yeah. <laughs> You're better than that! If you guys recall, it was a Ladies few... Ladies and gentlemen of the jury! <laughs> I ask you. <laughs> You're out of order. <laughs> You're out of order. Yeah. Uh, there was a years and years ago where I'd, I had had a dream where I was invited to Sylvester Stallone's vineyard. And when I showed up, it was, I was, what was, was happening in real life is Rocky three was playing on the TV and I was sleeping. And every single time Rocky oh, tried yeah. to, uh, he tried to talk to me. He was crying, and I right. have the audio of of actually dream? of of well of Rocky crying. Oh, and so this is like legit what? Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. This is when he ha- he breaks down after Mickey dies, yes. not as a direct result, no, right. but as uh, be- of the the stress of the pre Clubberlang fight. So right. in my dream, this is what Sylvester Stallone was saying to me at his vineyard. <laughs> This is what he's saying to you? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. You know, in this scene, by the way, and I love Stallone, you need to understand at least every fourth or fifth word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you, you can't understand anything. You can't interpret this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just give us one thing. One thing! Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Now, this was edited, right? We took out some words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. I think um, he says Mickey so, a couple but of times. We, one thing you have not uh, closed the lid on here is uh, yeah. you have a piece of paper Alf. that documents the destruction of Alf's home world. And what 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 happened? This is how brilliant the writing on Alf was, by the way, uh, Steve. Melmac was destroyed, and this is the date, okay? Uh, Melmac was destroyed on Gary 71st. <laughs> <laughs> Gary 71st? Yeah, so Gary is the month and 71st, and then the year okay. was uh, 45-7. 
And uh, that's uh, 1985 on the Earth calendar. So although uh, Alf claimed that his planet had exploded on his birthday, the 28th of uh, Nathan Ganger, uh, due to a nuclear war. After his home planet exploded, Alf wandered through space for about a year before crash landing on Earth. And if you recall, um, when Brian was doing a science project, uh, he had done a science project about the so uh, the solar system. Mm-hmm. And Alf helped him out. And because Alf knows more about space, there was a... There were two planets in between uh, Neptune and Pluto, and those were Dave and Alvin. <laughs> those planets okay. were named Dave and Alvin. Okay. From the chipmunks. Yes. Now, <laughs> did did he ever, was it like, because I didn't really watch Alf. I saw an episode no, here it, and there. Yeah. It hit too close to home. When Was it like Gilligan's Island, like he was stuck here, or he just had nowhere to go? No, I he got was, no place to go. <laughs> I got no place to go. Uh, probably a little bit of both. I mean, his planet, I mean, his... Uh, Spaceship crashed here, and it wasn't able to fly. Plus, his planet had exploded. So, the, what are you uh, flying back to? Yeah, where would he debris? Exactly. It's just it, it makes a an otherwise feasible show seem stupid, right? Casey, did they have cats on Melmac, <laughs> and that's what they ate there, and that's why he liked eating cats here? Cats was a, was a major delicacy there. Yeah, so he always wanted to eat Lucky, their cat. And if you recall the episode where he got the hiccups, the only cure for hiccups was cat juice. Or something even more disgusting, which was broccoli. Okay. All yeah. right. By the way, Marissa just brought me a list of uh, fictional, uh, 15 coolest real-life statues of fictional characters. All right. If you are interested. Let, let's, yeah. let's hear, because I, uh, you, you have, there's a level of fandom that, uh, that um, you know, again, we benefit from the Rocky movie having, you know, been focused here. Yes. Where, where are these statues and what are they up? They seem to make sense. Uh, Superman statue in Metropolis, Illinois. Okay. So that makes sense. So I think that's kind of a ripoff. It's it's clearly supposed to be um, Gotham is supposed to be uh, uh, well Metropolis Metrop- is supposed Metrop- to be New York. Yeah. Oh, yes. It is. Yes. Right. But the actual Superman statue that they have in the Batman v Superman and Justice League that's a pretty cool statue. It is pretty badass. Yeah. The big one with his hand down like yeah. that. Yep. Uh, RoboCop statue, which is intended for display in Detroit. It should be Detroit. But where is it? Um, that's, uh, I, I don't, Detroit, Australia. No, I don't think it's found a home yet. Uh, how, do you, how do you not put it in, how do you not put it in Detroit? He's, no, the project is still underway. Oh, okay. So the statue has not been finished yet. And I don't think they, it says, uh, it seems that one day eventually Detroit will get a statue. It looks good. We're looking at it. It's missing a head, but it has, uh, its greatest protector. Yeah. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, the statues on Baker Street in of London, course, as right. you would imagine. Uh, and then it says here, Rocky Balboa. Is on Baker Street as well. Is on Baker <laughs> Street. Ah, <laughs> boy! I don't like your fish and chips. Elementary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a Paddington Bear statue in pa- Paddington Station, London, England. Did you see those movies? I did not. Uh, they're I heard ador- they're great. They're adorable. They really are well done. I only saw the first one, and I loved the first one. I never saw the sequel. Sequel's not so good, but it's still good. Okay. Okay, I don't know what this is. Desperate Dan and the Mini and Minnie the Minx. <laughs> Desperate Dan yes. and Minnie the Minx? Yeah. It's a statue I'm, I'm in Scotland, in Dundee. It's probably some Scottish thing. Uh, the characters may I'm not going be... going out on a limb and saying because it's in Scotland, it's a Scottish thing. As familiar as others created by British writers and artists, uh, Desperate Dan and Minnie the Minx are characters from long-running British comic books, The Dandy and the Beano. <laughs> All right. Isn't Bino that, is a fart suppressant. It's a fart suppressant yeah. that George Kennedy uh, used to right. do the commercials for. I used to blow the back of my pants out. 
till I found Vino. Yeah. God, man, I used to spray crap all over the walls behind me. That was an apropos spokesman, because if anybody could rip one, <laughs> lethal. Lethal. George Kennedy could kill you with one of his farts. So anyway. Did uh, you say it was a comic? What's that? Did you say it was a comic? I did, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nick Wilde. Lego statue temporarily in Ningbo, China. I don't know, okay. Not familiar. Nope. No. Uh, Nick Wilde was. It's, who is Nick Wilde? Did he create Legos? Um, or is he a Lego character? He sounds like he might have been the creator. But Lego. Oh, he's a Zootopia fox. Oh. oh okay. 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 Where? Uh, Nick Wilde, which debuted oh. in China, is a fairly sad one. It says here. <laughs> Lifestyle statue of Nick Wilde was created by a local artist earlier this year. Oh, this is this is sort of a uh, this isn't this has no look of permanence to no. it. It's just I, an impressive no. Lego. Yeah, yes. I say it doesn't count. I mean, if you go to no. any Lego store, they have badass statues. So yeah, yes. uh, Dick Tracy statue in Naperville, Illinois. Is that where the creator of Dick Tracy is from? Uh, that is a very good question. Um, Annabelle thinks so. I think so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a statue located in uh, Naperville, Illinois, was erected in 2010 and quickly became one of the town's famous landmarks as fans of the comics flocked to the site to have their picture taken with it. Unfortunately, in 2015, construction work and heavy flooding meant the statue had to be taken down. It doesn't explain... We must move the Dick Tracy statue now! It, it, it doesn't explain why Naperville. Does Dick Tracy take place in Naperville? Not the, he, uh, he always seemed know. to be a major city that he was in, and, and so I would assume it's probably where the creator of Dick Tracy is from. But I wasn't sure if maybe it was a made-up city, you know, like, like Metropolis or... Possibly, Gotham. I don't know. So, uh, Popeye statue in Chester, Illinois. Uh, again, I wonder why Chester, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't explain here. Come on. It doesn't say. Come on, list makers. Okay. Falling down on the job. Uh, how about, let's see here. Chester is the birthplace of Elsie Chrysler Seeger, the original creator of Popeye. So there you go. There we go. Well, this is kind of a, well, it's a substandard Popeye. Uh, yeah, that is. It looks, looks like a, a misformed baby. It looks like a Tin Man. Only. Yeah. Robot Maria statue in Babelsberg Studio, Germany. From Robot West Side Story. Uh, no. <laughs> Maria. Uh, I want to be in America. Okay, for me in America. Oh, Steve, it's from the film Metropolis. Oh, yeah, well, there we go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fritz Lang, it's a classic. When yeah. you're a jet, you're it's a her, jet her, all the way. <laughs> her name is uh, uh, Ultima Futura Robotrix. What's That's that her name? full name. Ultima Futura Robotrix. Okay, well, this is called Maria. Right, when she... They the trans film's protagonist. Right, they transform this robot into a doppelganger for Maria to gain access to the workers and to... You, to uh, that's part of the plot. So they put, like, a, a human um, skin over this robot to, okay. to uh, replace the Maria that they've kidnapped. There's a Godzilla statue in Tokyo, Japan. That's pretty amazing. Have you seen that no, one? No, how big is it? it? It's pretty damn large. Uh, there is a Darth Vader statue in Odessa, Ukraine. That's where Darth Vader was born. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. And no, it says uh, one of the most. You'll, you'll take helmet off, maybe. <laughs> Fictional character. I don't know why they did this. Um, following recent. No. Legislation in Ukraine, which states that all public symbols of its communist past be removed. Alexander Milov has created a statue of Darth Vader by converting a statue of Lenin 
which, I am going to Belarus. Uh, which stands in a factory district in the town of Odessa. Okay, That's kind of so cool. Let's see what they did. Yeah, so they, they just covered Lennon's head with the Darth Vader mask? Maybe. <laughs> See, that's the cheap and easy way to make Star Wars yeah. figures. Yeah. Erase communism. Forget, forget replacing the Confederate statues. Just put <laughs> yes. Star Wars helmets on. Boba Fett. Right? Oh, my God. It's so much work. <laughs> Do you have an annoying Confederate statue in town? Just put a Star Wars uniform on. Oh, Steve, that's genius. <laughs> a Darth Vader helmet on it. There you go. That's excellent. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was a Confederate soldier. Yeah, it looks like an Imperial trooper now. It's uh, Robert E. Yeah. Lee three PO. Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. It was so hard for me to say that. Well done. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. It's like Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah, Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov cocktail. Thank Kathy you. almost said that this morning. Mazel Tov cocktail. Uh, Peanuts characters are statues in Santa Rosa, California. Santa Rosa. Uh, Charles That's probably where Charles Schultz is. Schultz. Uh, the entire town of Santa Rosa. Uh, there, is, there are statues throughout uh, the town in which Schultz lived for much of his professional career while he was working on the Peanuts. Right. I, I saw a list of him uh, with him on it the other day. It's uh, the the top um, grossing dead celebrities, and he's still like number three. Yeah. He's the grossest. No, makes a lot of money. <laughs> uh, Alice and the Mad Hatter statue in Central Park. That one's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, and in fact, there's. I had a bizarre file story about that not too long ago. About the, oh, no. Remember, there was a guy who said he was going to blow it up. Yeah. And, he, and they had pipe bombs at his house and everything. Oh, really actually, weird. I have seen it. It's actually, it's wonderful because yeah. it's it's a, it's a little what they call a, almost like a diorama. Yes, exactly. Scene going on. And there is a cat in the hat statue at the University of California, San Diego. Uh, Dr. Seuss, uh, let me see here. Did he... At the uh, the Geisel Library at the University of California, San Diego. Theodore Geisel. Uh, there's a very special collection of Dr. Seuss artifacts, uh, original drawings, pencil sketches, and so on. So uh, they have that there. Now, uh, missing from the list, and Marisa, Marissa pulled these up. Uh, there's a Paul Bunyan in Portland and Minnesota. Do you like that uh, that legend, the Paul Bunyan It's story? interesting. They used to do, I think, uh, George Powell did the... Um, and it was stop motion. They did, um, you know, the, if you remember those 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 classic legends, they would do stop motion yeah. figures, claymation type things. And I remember the Paul Bunyan one. Uh, there's also one in uh, Bangor, Maine, Bangor, Maine, of uh, Paul Bunyan. It's written into uh, it. Uh, Stephen King hated it, and so he made it a villain. Oh, in, really? Uh, yeah, uh, in the story. I finally watched uh, it, the second part, by the yeah. way. It was good. Yeah. It, not great. First one's better. Yep. I agree. Uh, Jolly Green Giant in Minnesota. And then the last one is Big Tex in Dallas. Who's Big Tex? (laughs) Marissa, do you know what Big Tex is? So I had no idea what Big Tex was until last fall. I went down to Dallas and went to the Dallas State Fair. It is like a, I don't know, 500-foot statue of a huge cowboy that's in the middle of Dallas. And it's like the center of their town. And it's... um, what the whole Dallas State Fair is It looks around. ridiculous. This, it does. Uh, it's, so it, it's out of proportion. Yep. It's the, uh, yeah, the head's wrong shape with the chest. I agree. <laughs> guys, I actually bumped into Alex Holly at the Dallas State Fair. Did I ever no, tell yeah, you guys I, that? I saw pictures, yeah. Yeah, I just, I walked in and she was standing right there with her grandfather. Um, and like, it, it, the Dallas State Fair is so big to people from Dallas. Like, she goes home every year to go to the fair. It's, okay. it's sprawling. 
Yeah, and this thing, like, everything says big text all over it, and you, like, stand under him for the parade and everything. She gave me the whole rundown. Okay. Well, we used to have, uh, who was it, Uh, the giant head, Um, Nick. Oh, Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney's giant head. The Tabas Hotel. What was it? It was the Tabas Hotel out in uh, Downingtown. Speaking of Downingtown uh, High School, yeah, they they had... that massive head was on billboards everywhere. Mickey Rooney. Steve, there's one I just saw. It's um, the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. It's in Iowa. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, so they yeah. have a statue there, and it's a, in Riverside, Iowa, and it's a statue of the um, the Shatner version of uh, James Kirk, but it's the future birthplace, which I think is, is kind of neat in a nerdy way. Yeah, they pay homage to that in uh, in Fanboys, that movie. They stop off the, the right. Star Wars guys do yeah, on the yeah, way yeah. there just so they can razz the, uh, the Star Trek geeks. Uh, well, interesting. So this guy wants to make one of ALF in New Haven, Connecticut, and he says it will last thousands of years. I guess that's the closest we have to Mel Mac. I guess so. All right. Uh, listen, we should take a break because we have a guest joining us in a little bit, our friend, uh, one half of the van there, people, uh, Mike uh, Schisler, who's been on the show with his wife, Jess, a number of times, uh, is currently attempting to ride his bike across the country. We'll see if that's still on. How's that going? Yeah. And also, we're going to talk to Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas before the program is up. And as Nick pointed out, Downingtown East, you're the next school up for the coolest teacher of the year. And you get to award them this uh, this wonderful little memento. Text the word teacher to 39333 if you attend Downingtown East. And then we'll send you the voting link. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. From ashes to new. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. We're just checking in with friends. Is what we've been doing, I don't know, the past couple of months, actually. Just yeah. You know, everybody's doing it. like 15 years, but yeah. It's... They're doing with their time. And uh, there's a great couple who are from the area, but they live out in the wild. They, yes. Uh, they're on the road constantly. Uh, van there. Uh, is the name of their project or their style of living. And uh, you know them as Mike and Jess because they, uh, they've popped on the show a few times to share some interesting takes on what it's like to be out there and, not, and just be roaming. There are the a lot of people who have been, um, you know, seduced or, or at least fascinated by the notion of, of, of cashing in the regular stuff and just hitting the road and experiencing life that way. Well, they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. And Mike is kind of uh, taking a side project. He's riding his bike across the country. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so let's see how he's doing. Uh, please welcome Mike Schisler to the show. Hey. Mike, how you doing? Hey. Great, great. How are you? Uh, awesome. Where? So where are you right now in the country? I, I just passed through Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. All right. Wow. And, and where did you where did you begin this trip? Knoxville, Tennessee. So I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I started on the uh, sun, uh, last Sunday uh, of Memorial Day weekend. I started in Cape May and uh, biked, what's that, seven, eight days now, and uh, I made it this far. Yeah, so I actually caught you from the very, very beginning, starting in Cape May. Did you happen to, because I I didn't know your your route, did you happen to take the ferry across to Delaware and then bike from there? Or did you, like, go all the way up from Cape May um, and then down and around into Delaware? 
Yeah, so my very first day was I went to the beach in Cape May, and then I biked uh, three miles to the ferry. Okay. And then took the ferry across, yeah. Uh, okay. okay, I mean, listen, that's not cheating. No, it's completely no, no, cheating. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just a... Uh, and the, the tradition in, in this kind of uh, coast-to-coast bicycle thing is you got to put your back wheel in the Atlantic and then your front wheel in the Pacific. So okay. to make it official, that's what you got to do. If you okay. could find a uh, like a 3,000-mile-long bike, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> way better. Uh, one, one thing they forgot to tell you is when you get to when you get to Missouri, you have to put your taint in the Mississippi River. <laughs> yes. Because that's the middle. And then you'll be, okay, and you continue. Really it's official. And you have to dip your balls in Lake Superior. Part <laughs> of the rules. There's a lot of things. There's you a lot of rules. Didn't know. And please make sure you visit the Alf statue in Connecticut. <laughs> uh, Mike, I, I actually I had been following you from the beginning, and for some reason I, I thought your wife was was trailing you, and that you were getting support there, but she she's not. You're doing this completely solo. Yeah, this is a trip I've wanted to do for a long time. Probably probably for the last fifteen or twenty years, I've, I've dreamt about doing this trip. And in my mind, it was always a solo, uh, soul-searching kind of adventure. And so she definitely wanted to come, and she she wanted to support in any way. But I kind of uh, said, no, no thanks, and uh, I'll meet you in California. You started a fight, you, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, have, have you been able to search your soul a little bit while out there on the road by yourself? Yeah, I think I have. Uh, no, no big epiphanies yet, but I'm sure that uh, something will come eventually. All right, how many how many miles a day are you logging? Uh, about about a hundred. Uh, my goal is between eighty to hundred miles a day. Right now, my average is around ninety. Um, and uh, I, from from what I've heard, I think I'm, I'm done with the, the big Appalachian Mountains. So uh, this should be a little flatter from here. Um, so for today or by tomorrow, I'll be into Nashville, and then Birmingham a couple days after that, and then uh, and then across Alabama, Mississippi. I heard your conversation earlier about the. Uh, the Confederate statues, and every time I see one, I'm going to have to picture it with a dark face. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> By the way, do you have a bird sitting on your shoulder right now as we speak? Because I, they're, it's making it. some noise. That's what Marissa said, too, when I talked to her on the phone. Um, no, it, they're... I, it's a, That's it's Mr. Pitts, your companion. Your companion. Away, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so you you obviously, you, you, you took your van and you've modded your uh, vehicles to be the absolute uh, ultimate in, in efficiency, what uh, modifications have you made to your bike to get you across country? Uh, it's it's a lot of the similar stuff. It's a lot of the same uh, mentality for packing it. But I've got a tent um, and a hammock. So on the nights when it's it's really perfect weather, it doesn't look like rain. I've actually been sleeping in the hammock. Um, I've got a couple of pairs of uh, change of clothes. I actually have a solar panel on the back of the bike that that keeps my phone and my my uh, all that kind of stuff charged up. Uh, plenty of water bottles, and, and then that's about it. All right. Well, where do you, where can you sleep? Are you, you know, you, are you just, are you going to a campground, or do you just you know, pull yeah, up underneath a, a bridge embankment, or what? Under a moose? <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of anything, whatever whatever feels right at the moment. Um, I've done a campground so far. I've done actually a cemetery. Um, I've uh, just as I'm pulling up, like driving down the road um, at like maybe six o'clock at night or something, I'll see someone mowing the lawn. And I'm like, hey, can I can I put a tent in your yard for the night? And huh. a lot of times they say yes, and then that's that's my home for the night. So, oh, okay. Um, it's super flexible, and uh, I, I can get a hotel if it looks like bad weather. And so all these different options are out there. Well, obviously, it's all, you know, all the stuff that's going on around the country and with the coronavirus and the unrest and so on and so forth, you have a unique um, thing. You're, you're kind of going 
across the country, and it, it, it sounds like people are being very welcoming and kind to you, and, and it's, it's a good way to sort of remind everyone that that's the general reality and that a lot of this stuff is ephemeral and passing, but your, your experience has been pretty good. People have been very supportive. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah, everyone's still keeping the distance, um, and it's, it's interesting seeing how different parts of the country are reacting differently. Um, yeah. In between the cities, uh, sometimes people don't even know what's going on. Um, and then as you get closer to the cities, you see more masks and more more precautions and things like that. Right. So, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, but uh, but everyone's everyone's still keeping it safe and uh, and doing what they what they need to do. Around what time do you think uh, date? I mean, uh, do you think you'll finish? Probably right around your birthday. Okay. Oh, July fourth. All right. So yeah. because I'm I'm looking at you're going through Tucson, Arizona, and that just you know not even Tucson, but just all of Arizona. New Mexico and all that stuff could be awfully hot. Yep. Um, but yeah, if I'm you're going to be there in June, maybe not as bad. I'm hoping to uh, hit through, pass through Arizona through like the Flagstaff area, um, Sedona, and keep it a little more high elevation. Uh, that's my that's my goal anyway. So, so are you um, an extra extra five thousand feet should help the uh, the heat a little bit. <laughs> well, God God bless you, man. So you're able to listen to the podcast at all? With the, have you got your setup? But I don't know if you're able to. Yeah, yeah, but you guys went off the air last week, so uh, that was a disappointment <laughs> for my first week on the road. Well, it was it was best of, so yeah. But yeah, you, you might have already heard <laughs> yeah, that yeah. stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah well, well <laughs> yeah. that that's cool. So so uh, and then as far as uh, to to the point of surviving out there and getting food, I assume you have um, you know you have stuff with you, but you're going to you're, you're hitting restaurants and things of that nature. Anything that is takeout, or how, how are you surviving with uh, that? Mostly grocery stores. I'm actually outside of a, of a, a grocery store right now. So okay. That's my. Uh, that's kind of what I try to do. I'll, I'll hit two grocery stores today, um, and fill it with uh, you know little gas station stops and stuff like that in between. Okay. But, All right. And what's? Uh, um, and, and did we already cover this? What's What's Jess doing right now? Your gorgeous wife. She is very gorgeous in California right now. So okay. She's, uh, she's got the van by herself, and uh, she's got. Uh, before I left, I was like, "So what are you, What are you going to do? You know." Uh, I just, I just. What, what's your plan? And she's like, "Don't you can't pin me down. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm oh, gonna, you've I'm unleashed gonna the beast. <laughs> Tell her yeah, just exactly. keep posting more shower photos, and <laughs> everybody will be happy." She just needs a cameraman. That's all. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, listen, man. Uh, we wish you luck. Stay safe. Obviously, enjoy uh, this this very unique and and interesting time in your life, and and uh, let us know how it turns out. Okay. And we'll post. Yeah, by the way, we'll. We'll make sure that we post social media accounts for you guys because I know you have another one uh, on um, Instagram called at drawn dot there, correct? Yes, yeah. That's, so that's what, that's what I'm doing along this trip is uh, drawing, painting, sketching, um, just trying to make a, a really cool catalog of all the places I go. Yeah, it's fascinating and, stuff, and, and and you can access it through that. That's the best way to get those pictures and videos, correct? Exactly. All right. My Instagram, drawn, awesome. drawn dot there. And then if there's one more thing I could mention. Um, for this trip, I, I was really fortunate. I partnered up with a van build company um, out of Birmingham. They're called Storyteller Overland, and they they have like this philosophy that really m- mirrors a lot of what I'm doing about seeking adventure and and storytellers, what they're called, and they want to help people tell better stories. But at the same time, he helped me raise uh, three thousand dollars, and that's going towards World Bicycle Relief, which is a an organization that sends bicycles to to developing nations and uh, and those in need for uh, for transportation and getting to school and work and, nice. and helping with education. Bird, get some <laughs> calories in you. And uh, no, and, and uh, we wish you the best. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Mike. 
I appreciate it. Thank you very right. much. Good luck. Mike Schisler, Yay! guys. Making his way across the country on a bicycle. I Listen, we, we bought one of those uh, exercise bikes. We bought a, a Nordic track. You know, it's not the Peloton. It's, it's yeah, similar to that. Better. Even that. Yeah. Just that. Kills my butt. Kills yeah. my ass after Flattens your 30 balls. minutes. The, the taint, yeah. uh, everything in that area. Case, I don't know how you do the tour to shore and all that stuff and ride for 60-some-odd miles. Well, listen, your saddle, as they call it, <clears> is, <throat> yeah. uh, is essential. You're, so you have to have a, a, a saddle. And then also, you know, biking shorts. I know they, they – I, I don't like the way the spandex shorts look. So I have uh, like mountain biking shorts. So yeah, they're basically like a summer dress. It's kind of like a summer dress, uh, but it does have that padding. And actually, for that ride press, I wear I wear spandex biking shorts and then uh, mountain biking shorts. So I'm basically three time padded. So the pad in there in 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 the bike shorts will absolutely help. Yep. Well, right, this this can't them. be. It says cycling under. Oh, so that's under shorts. Otherwise, you look like you have a baboon ass. It does. It's, yeah. it's red and swollen. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy. Every time we have them on or I see a picture come up on Instagram, all I think when I see their van is my back would kill me if I had to sleep in that every day. They yeah, have sir. it down. It's fascinating how efficient and how everything is serves three purposes. And, and, uh, and they have a dog, too, you know, so they got it's jammed. It's amazing. Uh, uh, the pictures are great. They're both super good looking. They're both yeah. in great shape. Yeah. And uh, they're really nice, though. They've come out to our events, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. we love those guys. Last time we saw them was at the uh, Christmas Miracle, believe it or not. That's right. Yeah. 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 And by the way, the, the uh, Tour de Shore, as it's called now, the uh, Bend to, Bend the, to shore, the Shore. Bend yeah. to the Shore bike tour has actually been moved back. So it was supposed to happen at the end of uh, July, but because of everything going on now with the pandemic, uh, they actually moved it back to um, August, and I believe the date is, yep, August 23rd. But it's cooler then. It is a yeah, little but... bit. <laughs> no, actually it is. It's a little bit cooler in at the end of uh, August. Right. Listen, last year. At the year, end of August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Last year it was scorching hot. Yeah. I, I, it was the hardest time I ever had. Um, but uh, we're still looking for, for teammates and stuff like that. So if okay. you want to join, right. you know, go to PressesSteve.com. We'll have the to keep hitting that. Yeah. Or you can just hop on an Uber and you can uh, take that uh, and then pretend like you rode your bike. And that leads <laughs> me to this story that Steve sent over that Uber has a new feature and it starts today. Yes. And we're one of the cities that it's starting in and it's called Uber Hourly. Uh, it says starting Tuesday, actually, but I thought for some reason well, it was today is the new Tuesday. Okay, oh, Monday's the new Monday Tuesday. Monday's the new Tuesday. Uh, so Uber <laughs> Hourly is a new option. When booking a ride, it means that you can book a driver for an hour for 50 bucks and take as many stops as necessary while you're going about your errands or whatever else you may Basically, need. Basically, an Uber chauffeur. slash chauffeur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which so, is, but it's, it's only for an hour? Well, $50 an hour, yes. So, okay. But you can, can you can extend that time. Okay, because I thought it was more like, yeah, like a service where you would have them for the night. And if you wanted to bounce around, it's they'd, hourly. T- they'd take you to where you want to go. Because a friend of mine, she would make friends with these Uber drivers and basically do this already. Yes, we can work out a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she she travels into the city a lot for work. Um, and, you know, she'll stay for like dinners and events and stuff like that. So she ended up um, taking Uber a lot. And I guess, I don't know, finding drivers that that were willing to do it. But okay. she would if she would find somebody she was comfortable with, she'd say, can you pick me up, you know, at midnight and, and drive me all the way back? And she would exchange phone numbers with them. And, and I, I don't know how it all still went through Uber, but I don't I don't know how she booked it. But, yeah, they would they would come and get her and take her home. So, yeah, that's something rather than haggle that deal this is going to be actually on the app as an option 
uh, that you can you can go right to and choose. It's so a the, good idea. I like the, it. Yeah. The various Uber um, options are so you have the 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 Uber. Uh, There's Uber X, Uber Share. Um, what uh, else is there? I did the Uber uh, like when we were in um, London. Rodney and I did. I guess what is. Just for the hell of it, we sprung for a, the driver came in a Mercedes, and it was like a, it almost oh, nice. was, it was almost Uber black. There's a black car. Maybe, that maybe you can that's get, it. Yeah, because yeah, we were, were they're going more at, expensive, right? Um, I remember one time, and this was right at the I guess they were beginning when they just instituted it, and I'm, I saw, well, that's the cheapest one. Let me get that, and it was it was the share. So we had to <laughs> pick some pick some people up along the way. I'm like, oh, oh no, I didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marissa, isn't this where the whole idea of Uber came from? Is like limo drivers yes. who were they they were you would have a party, so you know that you were dropping off the people at six o'clock and picking them up at ten. So for four hours, you had time to just kind of like go on the side and and pick up extra people. Oh, I don't know that's before. how it started. Yeah. I, I know that it was supposed to be a safer option. It was a. a a better option. They said you you know you'd get the cleaner cars because at first it was just the black car. I actually remember the very first Uber I ever took. It was with Nick McElwain, and we were going to the calendar release party at Chickies and Pete's. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and that it was, was a nice th- car, wasn't it? Well, that was the only, when it first started. That was the only option. I'd like to work out a the black cars. Deal with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never taken an Uber in my life. Oh, I've yeah. taken both Uber and Lyft. Not a lot, but I I once I dove in case. Um, let's. It's it's quick, easy, it's and and the whole system is, um, you know, is I I resisted like oh, no, I don't want I don't have to yeah, but it, it works so effortlessly and so well. I just haven't it, had a need to like when we were in London, you you did it there. I just took um I took the subway everywhere or the tube. I'm sorry, yeah, right, right. I did everywhere. a little bit of that uh, yeah. while we were there. By the way, they're rolling out in 12 U.S. cities. Uh, and Casey, it's funny that you just played that uh, Rock and Me from uh, Steve Miller because yeah. it's. Phoenix, Tacoma, <laughs> All uh, the at, at, at uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, but no L.A. No L.A.? I would have nailed all of them if that would have been it. LA. Uh, but it's Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Dallas, Houston, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Tacoma, and Seattle. Eventually, more cities will have an hourly option. Uh, they launched them a while back. In Australia, Africa, Europe, and uh, the Middle East as well. So they're now just trying it out here. Good day. Uh, <laughs> so you can you can book a, a driver for a Kathy up to seven hours at oh, fifty dollars okay. so per can. hour if you want right. to. So you could you can make a night of it easily. Well, and then in that case, uh, so but let's say you you have uh, you have a couple of errands to run, uh, and it, for fifty bucks, that's not bad for an hour. Um, if they're if they're obviously within drive, if it makes it worth your while. Yeah, there's a mileage limit uh, for each hour. It's usually uh, about forty miles total. If you go over that, you'll have to pay a per mile rate uh, for the overage. I've heard and, uh, for for some people in off peak hours, getting to and from New York City from Philadelphia is cheaper via Uber than it is Amtrak or really? or taking a you know a regular car or whatever. Do you know what it would run, Nick? Any estimate oh. or any, any any value or monetary increment come to I mind? Don't, I don't. I just said people. People have told me that it's worth it um, because uh. Amtrak's great and obviously, you know, really, really convenient, but it uh, can be a little expensive. So if you're doing it in off-peak hours, you can rent an Uber. But, Preston, it's interesting in this uh, article that you're reading that they have a mileage limit on this. Well, yeah. they are introducing, Nick, a Sela Uber where the car will drive 110 miles an hour. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Just for you, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's an incredible thing. They've worked out the uh, the, the laws. And, uh, Can you they imagine have a train <laughs> pulling up in front of your house? I think that's for me. Uh, I, I think I'm going to meet Santa Claus. So if you run over uh, the hour or however long you've booked, there's going to be a, an extra rate. You're, you book the driver as usual through the Uber app, 
instead of selecting UberX or Uber SUV trip, you click hourly and mm-hmm. then go through the prompts to choose how many hours you need and all the trip for the trip information, like how many stops you want to make. Do you chat your uh, Uber drivers up? It depends. I have, and then there are times where no, or. I've tried to, and they just don't feel like talking. They so, can't hear you, know. you through your Darth Vader mask. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, um, what would be the best scenario for this Uber hour thing? I think if, if um, at least in the article, as it says, if you're, if you're somebody who needs to run a couple of errands, okay. um, you know, and you're, um, you can't get out. I think someone in the, in the city, perhaps, who has to go to a couple different locations. That makes sense. And, uh, you know. Yeah, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for me. Uh, it might for, like, if there's a um, uh, a bar hopping thing or something like that, you know. I don't know. Is it is a designated driver if it's only a couple of people? And if you're only going to be in the bar for, you know, not that long. Ten minutes. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go, if you're going to do, like, a three-hour period mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're going to go from bar to bar for that course of 150 time. 150 bucks. Yeah. Uh, $150 for three, for three I, I don't know. But actually, yeah, sure. so running errands, it's like, oh, all right, I, I need to go to, like, three or four different stores and uh, okay. they're all pretty close to each other. Where it might make sense is if it's city, if it's in the city, right. but it's spread out a bit. Right. And you don't want to stop and park every time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you run, if, if you got to, if you got to get something in Center City, and then you got to go. That's to a big South time Philly. saver. That's the whole for that's me. That's thing. that's why parking. So many times, if you go when you go to a place and you're going into the city, you know when there's not COVID nineteen or a riot going on. Yeah, and and you and you you check it out. And you, there's a easy parking. It makes it so much better. I mean, we talked about like the the, the nightmare of. Of uh, having to locate any sort of parking. And if you're running multiple errands, Preston, you're exactly right. Yeah. It, you can take something that should take about 30, 40 minutes, and it could be two and a half hours. So my friend was, a, he was a cab driver. And then when Uber came onto the scene, he uh, designed you know, an owl statue. He designed an owl statue <laughs> in New Haven, Connecticut. He, um, no, then he ended up jumping onto Uber because it was just, you know, if you can't beat him, join him type right. of deal. And then he was just telling me uh, a couple of months ago that, like, Uber's, um, as a driver, he's not making that much money. He's not, and no. And he says the problem is, you know, they're they're getting so many new drivers, right. and that, that it, the new drivers kind of don't know any better. Uh, that when you know, so he's been losing money over time, and so as they're losing drivers as a result of that, they're gaining new drivers who don't know. A question: How it used to be? Does he do Uber and Lyft? Because a lot of people do. He both. does. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. what do you mean by they don't know any better than new drivers? Well, so the They're old drivers knew how much heat. Well, the old drivers knew how much money they could make and did make, and now because it's the the market is so saturated, you know that Kath, uh, you're doing Uber. Um, have the have the rates gone down? Have the prices gone down over the years? Uh, I mean, I don't really use Uber anymore because I don't feel as safe as I used to in it. So okay. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a total outsider here, so I don't really know. Do you mean you don't feel safe with the way they drive? Uh, yeah, like like I said, when it started as the black car, the black car pickup, you know, you were supposed to feel safer in them. Um, yeah, so now when it's just like some random guy showing up in his car, I've been in a couple of scary Ubers by myself, so I stopped taking them. If I take them, I go with somebody. Okay. Uh, take a cab ride in New York City. Have fun <laughs> being scared in that. Oh, my God. There's been a couple times where I'm just like, all right. Seinfeld does a great bit about it. He yeah. says because of the, you know, you, you're because that divider. It yeah. does, it, it sometimes you think like you're watching a movie. Oh, that looked dangerous. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I have done that. Yeah. I heard, or, yeah, yeah. Because clearly the man knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's a professional he's cab a professional driver. Cab driver. <laughs> this reckless driving must be condoned. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, they're starting that up. So if that's 
if that fits into your needs, then you know I'm, I'm just curious as to how many people will actually participate. I know a guy who's who actually left his job to to drive for Uber Eats, and okay. says he's cleaning up because now I, I don't know how that'll change as as we you know come back online yeah. as all this stuff starts to clear off the uh, the, the the plate, so to speak. But uh, the amount of food delivery services and the amount of money to be had is apparently skyrocketing. You know what could be an interesting show, maybe a reality show? I don't know how you would ever work out. You remember they used to have uh, taxi cab confessions. But this wouldn't be like that. Yeah. This would more or less be the spotlight on the on the driver because you never know who you're getting as far as driver. Because they could just be doing this part-time. It's something they yeah, do true. Uh, to fill some extra time. And I think of, uh, Steve, the uh, Equalizer 2. Which is great. Because that that they made him an an Uber driver. That he's he's a Lyft driver, and you're like, you have no idea that this guy. Right. You know, he's a trained spy and killer. He hears their problems Uh as they're talking, and it's it's great. By the way, they're doing a third one. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And another thing, like uh, in in Logan, uh, he's a cat. He's a. uh, Yeah. uh, Limo uh, a limo driver, and he hears all this stuff going on. They they must hear everything. Well, Uber X Men is the new service. Uber yeah, X Men, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great service. You can request whatever X Men you want. But I have met some interesting drivers, and they have uh, some of them enjoy the companionship of uh, of their fares, and we'll have a nice conversation and and hear a little bit about their lives. And some of them are, in fact, I've met more than a few people who had been retired and are looking for something to fill the time with, and that's what they do. And I think that's that's that works great. A lot of people actually, some people that I've driven um, or had drive me, uh, they they uh, had a full-time job and then kind of did that for just fun money, you know, and they enjoyed the work, yeah, yeah. and they enjoyed driving. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. What's this? It's okay! I'm a little driver! Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Uh, Bob is an Uber driver and wants to explain rates here, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Bob, good morning. Yeah. Good morning. All right, Case, you had a question about it? or Yeah, I wanted to, Bob, how long have you been driving for Uber? Four years. Four years, and has it gotten um, less worse. lucrative? It's worse now than it was when it was in the beginning. Okay. You used to make in like eight hours, you make 300 bucks. Now eight hour, in eight hours, you make 150, 125. Mm. There's a lot more drivers. So you use yeah. So you, it, it, it's the flood of drivers that's dropped the uh, that's dropped the availability of your we, fares. Correct. We have yeah, we have an idea. Uber hires about ten thousand in Philadelphia a month, and out of ten thousand, probably eight thousand a month quit. So they just rehire, rehire, rehire. So, so is there? Are there certain areas that that you can work, or are there certain? Do you have we, control? We, we can go anywhere in yeah. Pennsylvania, all the way up to Pittsburgh. Okay. I took, I took Preston home. His, I was his first Uber ride ever. Really? Took, you were my yeah. first Uber ride ever? From, yeah. Uh... I, I picked up at Cassie's house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, <Yeah>. baby. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And what? you were good. And you're a good fare because I knew who you were. I thought, I was like, who is this guy named Preston? Heck. Yeah, heck. And I was like, oh, cool. And then we just talked. I mean, you're a good passenger. Some people don't want to talk. Some people are rude. Some people think they own us, and that's not how hey, it is. Bob, was your car, like, really noisy? No. Okay, then I, because there was one time I got a, I think I did that, that thing a couple of times. A couple where, times, yeah. Yeah, where I would now, get. you were nervous. You uh, were very nervous because you've never done it before, and they're like, take a Uber, you're going to be drinking. Okay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of First time in an Uber, it's all right. Yeah. Sorry for the noise. <laughs> no, that was another time where, where I would take a, uh, Kathy would give me a ride. She wasn't, wasn't drinking back to her house, and then I'd get an Uber from there. 
But this is after the calendar release party, yes. and then I'd get yeah, an Uber on. from her house yeah, back to mine. Okay. There was one time I climbed the back <laughs> of somebody's car, Bob, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the, 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 the ceiling was kind of hanging Keep down, touching my head. <laughs> it, <laughs> and it made a noise like this. <laughs> uh, while I was riding. Problem. Passengers don't want to report the bad drivers they feel bad. But you, you guys control us. So if you're not feeling comfortable, tell Uber they'll get rid of this driver. So your advice, huh? advice, Bob, is to actually help out. You can help out Uber drivers by making sure that the ones who are providing inferior service uh, and or are the, the vehicles are not up to snuff are are reported correct? Correct. It, what right. happened? What it was supposed to be is take place of the bad drivers of the taxis. You know they ripped you guys off for all these years. They made up fake prices. Uber came in and said, "Here, the safe car, safe driver, clean car. All the cars are supposed to be clean, no damage. Don't smell like crap." All right. And all right. Uber, um, Uber kind of turned a blind eye and like we don't care. We care about money. No. Hey, Bob, are, so you said you can't drive in New Jersey? You're only Pennsylvania? Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania. I can take you anywhere up to 500 miles. My okay. Father's, my father's trip has from Philadelphia Airport to Syracuse, New York. <laughs> yeah, my my cousin wow. uh, just kind of, you know, just to make extra money was uh, was doing Uber, and he would go down the shore during the summer and clean okay. up down there. Maybe that's Wait, something... So if you go to Syracuse, do you then pick somebody else up in Syracuse, or do you just no, drive all the, the way back? I was, a, I was a deadhead all the way home. Wow. <laughs> all right, so a quick question before we let you go about the uh, this uh, Uber um, uh, chauffeur service, this $50 an hour. It's uh, a joke. You think it's a joke? Yeah, because we're not going to make any money. Yeah. Uber's going to charge you $50, and they're going to probably give us about 25 27 bucks up that hour. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, All right. at least we know it now. Used to, it used to be seventy-five, twenty-five. You used to get seventy-five percent, and Uber took twenty-five. And once they hired this new CEO, now we're getting about sixty-one percent. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry to hear that, man. That's okay. I, I work on a full-time job. This is only a part-time gig. Okay. All right. All right, Bob. Thanks for popping my cherry again, man. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. All right. Take care, Bob. We'll see you later. I'm nervous. It's all right. Uh, by the way, I got this text that says, when I was an Uber uh, driver, passengers got excited that I had the Preston and Steve show on. And that is from intern Ben, by the way. As you can imagine. <laughs> so he, he texted in that he was, he was well, an Uber driver. Where are you driver. folks going today? The lovely places you can imagine. As you are happy for the full hour, so I'll drive you all the very As you can imagine. You're going to have to go today. I'll help you I didn't know Ben was a driver. Did you I guys? didn't know that. Oh, he, you know what? I, he does everything. There, it there's sounds a lot vaguely you don't know familiar. I think he may have mentioned that. Is he Batman? Hey, well, you, he never explained why he always had a briefcase handcuffed to his wrist. <laughs> 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 we think he was a, an international courier for the FBI. <laughs> he carried the nuclear football? He mm-hmm. did. Something As important. You can yeah. As you can imagine. Or have cold so that the nuclear missiles can be lost. <laughs> As you can imagine. Uh, so anyhow, by the way, the, um, it says here that, uh, it said something about not being able to be dropped off at the airport. Yeah. Who wants to go to the airport? If you did this, uh, you can always change or add stops during the ride when you need to run errands, head to a doctor's. No airports or falafel places. Or grab groceries. (laughs) Hourly fits around your schedule, flexibility for those moments. And if, when you prefer extra time added for peace of mind. Where did it say this about the airport? Oh, yeah, it says uh, there are some restrictions, like you can't make your final stop the airport. What does that mean? Why? I don't why? know. Why would that, why would that matter? Uh, uh, why are you going to the airport? <clears throat> well, maybe you're leaving town. Flying somewhere? 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so that was worth noting. Do we have time for something else here? Yeah, Case? but can we just play the Boober theme real quick? Because yeah. we were talking about Uber. Yes. Boober. Boober. That's me and Casey and yeah. uh, Gunner. And, and Gunner. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. good. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, Gunner, he's one of the office workers uh, he is. around here that you'll see. He does uh, the production. And uh, I've, I've noticed uh, some people walking in the hallways. And as we start to head back into office working. In these uncertain times? In these uncertain times. Right. You should, can we play that? Yeah, you want to yes. play it right now? Let's play this. All right, here we if go. you missed this earlier, this is uh, this is uh, pretty nice. And then I'll come back to what I was going to talk about. In these uncertain times, when uncertainty seems certain, and the fear of uncertain things makes us certain, we don't like uncertainty. We still forge on. We're in this together, together in not liking uncertainty, but certain that these trying times will help us find unprecedented new ways to be certain. Certainly we've seen uncertain times before. Of that we are certain. But we, you, I, I, I have no fucking idea what I'm saying here. It's the pizza thing. <laughs> Luigi says hands-free takeout pizza. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Steve. Yeah? Is that a Man of Steel soundtrack? Yes. Yeah, Hans right? Zimmer. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> the times are uncertain. So anyhow... Even uh, Superman knows that. Uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has some uh, major changes, or they call for major changes in America's offices. No and, more working. Uh, yeah, whatever you do, don't work when you go into the office. <laughs> uh, the recommendations include uh, keeping desks six feet apart, or installing plastic shielding where social distancing is not an option. Let me ask you. Okay, so obviously desks six feet apart. What about vertically? Uh, Steve, that would wow. be great. If you could have bunk bunk desks. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if I could sit on top of you when I return, Steve, Whoa. that would be so much more fun. Whoa, we can work God. that out. <laughs> Jesus, Kathy. Listen, it was right there. He said vertical. Get out of the house. She'd be, it'd be socially distanced. She'd, yeah, be up like, she'd have to be six feet above. Right. And uh, it'd be, uh, on a mandatory skirt day, it'd be really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also advise workers to wear cloth face coverings at all times. We have, uh, if, you, if you walk in the hallways yeah. here, we here in our studios uh, are able to take off uh, so we can use the microphones. Uh, but we do walk around with, uh, with the masks on. Uh, so they're recommending that uh, and also to prevent workers from handshaking, hugs, and fist bumps. Yeah, because we are always hugging We're huggers. and rolling around <laughs> on the floor mm-hmm. and kissing. Mm-hmm. Steve, you joke. Don't you remember that uh, team building exercise we tried on the air? We were all rolling around on the we floor are together. We are right. rolling around on the floor <laughs> together. <laughs> But Bill, uh, usually when uh, he comes in here into the studio, he usually I kisses, kiss you? He kisses the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you're going to miss that, huh? Mm-hmm. I salty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am still okay with not having to touch anybody. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Uh, so, also, employers are also asked to make sure that social distancing is maintained in all common areas. And even in elevators to stagger shifts during the day uh, to reduce the density of workers in common areas and to replace high-touch communal items. Yes. You've seen outside the building here they've already installed the rope ladders. 
The rope ladder. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how we have to it. get yeah, up to the studio. <laughs> um, what's going to happen is like they for the um, they just redesigned a lot of the offices here, and they. Um, yeah, they uh, put in those common spaces that everyone's right. Using. So they're gonna they're, that's gonna be sort of um, uh, uh, off limits for the time. Being. Yeah, but but they they're gonna offset also. They're gonna work kind of in a shift basis so that um, right. You know that'll that'll help minimize uh, exposure. Uh, we're watching video of us doing this team building. It was terrible, falling on the ground, <laughs> exercising. Oh my god, it actually hurt. It was ridiculous. I will say, okay, so so they're staggering some of our sales department as they return, and and there was an email that went out, and it said that uh, you know even though, even if you're in the building, a lot of the meetings are going to be done virtually because they don't want everybody together in a conference room. So why are they, why bring them back? We're in this not together. Being done virtually, you know what I mean. But I'm not just talking about our company. Like a lot, a lot of companies are doing this. Or do say that again one more time. So like they're bringing the their staff, they're bringing their staff back, but everything's still being done virtually. So why bring them into the building? Let them so do it virtually. Wh- what's happening is that some some uh, as you know some businesses have decided. Twitter, for example, decided that that they they're, they have a, a high degree of effectiveness by letting their staff work from home. In other cases, though. Um, you know, I, I know here that the mindset is, you know, business needs to be conducted. We have to start start having to uh, uh, get reacclimated back to a uh, a working environment in the office. So, but I'm sure there'll be some people who, you know, that are, are will, will will not be forced to come back. I mean, they're, they're going to have to make sort of accommodations. Uh, to me, all I get is that everything's fluid. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, here yeah. is being really good. If if there are levels of of um, of nervousness or, you know, they're, they're going to try to accommodate that. Kathy, I think that, uh, that that with the virtual conferences and so forth, you can get a good amount of the work done. But if you do work in an area where your convenience of literally turning around saying, hey, by the way, yes. you know what I mean, to yeah. somebody who's who's just over that way, of something you might forget before you have an opportunity to ask them, or it's, it, I, think, I think business conducts... More fluidly that way. Do you know it's funny as we as we try to as we as we try to explain it, we, we don't know because as no one really one. knows. Sorry, silly Dan. I, yeah. I hit the wrong damn button. Oh. As you can imagine. And now it's uh, silly Dan. Oh All right, good song. Uh, one song, one days. Uh, we had a we had a conference call. Were either you guys on that on uh, on Friday or Casey? Because um, no. Kathy I and I were on it. it. Oh, you were on it. Yeah, and and Joe Bell, our, our general manager, and, and Rodney Bird, the chief engineer, they were uh, orchestrating most of it and talking about how the offices are going to reopen up. And the one word, and to his credit, that Joe kept saying over and over again was how fluid everything is going to be. And, and just the, the entire situation, our office included, the situation is just fluid. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next week. We can plan, and we can uh, you know certainly have goals. But they just nobody knows. We're just we're just doing our best. Yep. By the way, uh, the CDC recommends, as in this is the last. Last thing I was going to bring up, uh, the, to replace high-touch communal items such as coffee pots, water coolers, and bulk snacks. Uh, so the bulk snacks. They like don't a giant tin of M&M's. Well, <laughs> I was just going to say, so that helmet of M&M's that we had that one year, Believe, not a good idea. Believe well. it or not, they were still like in the height of this when, it, you know, I mean, we're still not, you know, out of the wood, but we're going in the right direction. But like somebody, like there was a plate of like 
like, like cupcakes. And just uh, like six cupcakes in, yeah. in, in the kitchen. I'm like, are you kidding me? Casey, you still thinking about the football helmet full of M&M's? <laughs> <Please, laughs> <yeah. laughs> Chuck said he gained we like... We snacked on that for like a, six months. Chuck said he gained a ton of weight because it sat on his desk. I mean, we had every type of disease <laughs> at hand. This, forget we the actually CDC. COVID. Absolutely. But it was a legitimate professional football <laughs> helmet. Filled with m and but also, we just treated it as a can, a communal candy dish. It came from a contest. And there I were know. leftover Use M&Ms them. from a contest that other hands were in. Oh, pick oh through. That was great. And they were and they were the dark chocolate M&Ms. Well, were some excellent. of them were. Damn, they were good. Yeah. yeah. I oh. remember going to Target, and I had just bags and bags. And, was it for Van Halen tickets? Yeah, it was to pick out the brown ones. Remember yeah. the old rider? Yeah. Was a, they had a, yeah, so we, so we did they, a, So someone a picked through oh, all yeah. of the M&Ms to get the brown ones. I didn't mm-hmm. get sick. I was fine. <laughs> you build up immunity, folks. Yeah. yeah. It, it, every once in a while, entertain the notion of a communal food dish. Yeah. So I mean, it, a football <laughs> We had a football oh helmet, God. and if you recall, we had a giant, um, it was smiley like a, face. a smiley face yes. dome bank that was filled yeah, with them as well. That was Chuck's desk. You shot uh, BBs at that. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are gone for good, folks. Yeah. yeah. They're gone for good. Until we forget about all of it. No more football <laughs> helmets. Oh then you'll find yourself elbow deep in an M&M bowl. <laughs> filled with M&Ms. Hey, Steve. When we're getting ready to come back, has anybody fixed the Dunkachino machine? No. Nope. Oh, God, no. Oh, I, 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 I don't think so. I, no. I, I wonder how that all is. We'll, we'll get through it together. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Steve, you probably made that call before we even got the machine, that it'll, it'll work for a little while, and then who's ever in charge, Calper, right. will eventually not fix whatever the problem is. It takes is. up like a quarter of the kitchen. It's huge. <laughs> Let's use it. And it's so tasty. It is really good. Right. We, we love we love you, Duncan. All right. We need to take, <laughs> we need to take a break. So let's do that very thing. We got some stories waiting on the other side from the bizarre file for you. We'll be oh, and also we're going to talk to uh, Phil Donahue what? and Marlo Thomas. Yeah, we'll be back in a moment. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you: social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors. Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All righty. Let's take a trip into the bazaar. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we will, uh, oh, we'll start with the fact that Sequoia Outback brings us this bizarre file. Uh, Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. This is pretty freaky. An Ethiopian soldier shot a man dead in front of several people after his phone rang during a public meeting. What? According to Amnesty International. It's one of uh, many incidents the rights watchdog recorded uh, from a security crackdown at the end of 2018 and 2019 in Oromia Regional State. So this is in Ethiopia. This is the year that Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed won the Nobel Peace Prize. He has been praised for his reforms, but they may have lifted a lid on ethic tension. So apparently, uh, Ariti Shundi... 
was killed during operations to suppress an armed group, the Oromo Liberation Army. The army called for a public meeting in one local area and collected all the phones of those who had turned up. One of the phones then rang, and when soldiers asked for the owner to identify him himself, the guy stepped forward, and then they shot him in the back twice. Well, that's not any incentive to claim your no. phone. No, exactly. So uh, it was just very bizarre, and it's a really messed up Jeez. story. So I just thought that was worth being in the bizarre file. Now, on the other side of things, a man in Thailand with an unhealthy obsession with shoes has been arrested for stealing more than 100 pairs of flip-flops, which he admitted to having sex oh, with. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, sex with flip-flops? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I'd have sex with. In, uh, in all the shoes. Police in central Thailand first knew something was awry after receiving dozens of complaints from locals over missing shoes. Jeez. Footage eventually revealed the culprit to be a man named uh, Thirapat Klaya, who was filmed lurking outside his latest victim's home. Wow. According to apprehended... Uh, I'm sorry, authorities apprehended uh, Thirapat at his rented dwelling with 126 pairs of flip-flops that he admitted to pilfering over two years. So he stole them from people? Yes. Oh, so so that's probably part of the eroticism for him that they were already worn with the smell, right? Mm, yeah, maybe. The, the alleged footwear fetish described how he would wear the sandals, which spanned every make and size, around the house to arouse himself. Yeah. And that was just the foreplay. Uh, Theropat would reportedly, reportedly then caress and kiss the well-worn flip-flops stripped down and rubbed them all over his naked body. <laughs> and then eventually he would have sex with them. So in your first bizarre file, you had a guy who got off by uh, having brooms rubbed against him? Yes. He calls this guy a pervert. Uh, once he was done ravaging his soulmates, you get it? Soulmates. Yeah, soulmates, because it's flip-flops. I uh, love it. He'd toss them aside and then look for a new pair. He'd just use them, just oh, throw them he'd away. He'd ghost them. He'd yeah. ghost the flip-flops. Uh, the Sandal Vandal admitted to three charges of uh, theft and snatching as a police press conference uh, where his massive shoe collection was on full quick, display. Quick question. How did the actual mechanics, do you have anything in mind about how he's actually, how he's approaching these, sh- these flip-flops I'm, sexually? I'm thinking maybe he takes two of them. And, 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 and sandwiches and them together. together. Yeah. I and, think that's because the openings... Yeah, they're too wide. They're too wide, unless yeah. you're super well hung. Yeah. And then you're not banging shoes. Now, if it wasn't bad enough, he would. He was also found guilty of possessing a digital transceiver without permission and violating the coronavirus curfew. Oh, my God. And he will be held at the station. <laughs> that banging shoes. Until his next court date. So. You're a whore, Peter. <laughs> you're a whore, Peter. When a Colorado woman died in a car crash, her fiancé not only faced grief, but also the threat of a lawsuit from the videography company the couple planned to use at their wedding. Justin uh, Montney lost his bride-to-be, 22-year-old Alexis Wyatt, in February. With his wedding canceled, he tried to get a refund for the $1,800 deposit paid to Copper Stallion Media, the videographer uh, company Excuse me, that they had hired for the big day. The company said the deposit was non-refundable. And when uh, Montney had persisted, they not only refused to refund, they also threatened to sue him. The this company, is with her dead. Uh, yeah. The company also created a website using his name called JustinMontneyWedding.com, which they used to rebut Montney's claims. Uh, Copper Stallion Media said they did so after Montney went to the media and posted negative comments about them on the wedding planning website, The Knot. Mm-hmm. The company says Montney and his fiance signed a legally binding contract. 
His fiance had died, and a few it, just a few weeks later, Montney emailed uh, Copper Stallion Media uh, to tell them the wedding was off. He said, "We replied and expressed our sympathy, and explained to him that all our wedding contracts are non-refundable." He kept emailing us trying to get a refund, and we kept reiterating that the contract is non-refundable. We eventually stopped responding since the issue was moot. Uh, the website that they created reads, uh, in a news story, he admits that the con- contract was non-refundable, but says that we should give the money back due to the circumstances. And then they wrote, life is a bitch, Justin. Yo! <laughs> That's a good PR move. Dude, come on. Yeah. Yeah. How often does something like that happen that you can't, can't you still go ex- through with it? That you can no. Can't you still go through with it? All right. Uh, make an exception. We'll you give know? you love. We'll be able to hide the fact that she's dead. Wow. Come on. A Savannah woman and her brother were not seriously hurt after a turtle launched through the air and became lodged in the windshield of a car that they were in. It's goddamn flying turtles. The picture of this thing is crazy. How big is the turtle? Uh, you know, it's about the size of a small plate, I okay. guess. Uh, so small plated turtle. Uh, the uh, Latonya Lark uh, said she was driving in Savannah this month when she saw an object that looked like a brick quickly approaching her car. Lark began to slow down as a reptile smashed into the glass and was left hanging halfway in and halfway out of the window. I like turtles. <laughs> um, Lark's brother Kevin was in the passenger seat. And shielded his face as the animal collided with the windshield and sent shards of glass flying. Uh, he was left with only small cuts, fortunately. Wow. But responding officers called for the car to be towed from the scene, and officers pulled the animal from the windshield. The turtle was taken to a animal hospital for treatment, but it later died from its injuries. We're looking at, at a picture. It is amazing. Yeah. Does Did the car look like one of the turtle's natural enemies? No, they, they think that the car in front of her may have hit the turtle oh, first. Oh, sending. It I thought maybe the turtle was attacking the car. Flying into the vehicle. But it's pretty wild. It's halfway sticking through there. And if it would have gone all the way through, it could have really, really hurt somebody. This is not a good day. Yeah, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. So. That's a great, that's a I mean, literally yeah. three quarters of the way through the windshield yep. is yep. a turtle. Yep. Did it live or die, the turtle? It died. It died. Oh. He said later on yeah. it oh. was brought to the hospital, yep. given the last rites by Father Turtle. The Father Turtle. Remember when Pierre saved that snapping turtle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's that? right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stopped off the side of the road, got the snapping turtle, and eventually released it back into the wild. It got yeah. run over by a truck. <laughs> I've saved a few turtles down the shore. Just uh... Have you, do, do they do, they do the, the, the egg laying thing down there and all that stuff? No, you mean the ones out in the road? Yeah. 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 So um, there's when you're going into North Wildwood... There's there's a sign on the right side of the road that love says, those wildwood turtles. Love those wildwood <laughs> turtles, and, but it you know basically it's like, it's saying hey watch out turtle crossing here. There's a giant median in the middle of the road that if the turtles were crossing <laughs> they, get they can't get they can't get through it. Yeah, you know um, oh, the absurdity. Really? Yeah. Huh. There should be a, like, maybe like a little the, stairs, <laughs> staircase that they make, or, or maybe like or a little overhead, or like like a, like how about like a like a tram, like yeah. a, the Roosevelt yeah, yeah, tram. Yeah, yes, yes, the yes, turtles yes. can get on. That'd be much safer, right? <laughs> but I haven't oh, saved thank turtles you for the accommodation. I haven't saved them there, but I've saved them in other spots down by the crest. Well, you know, heroes don't boast about what they do. No, you're right. It could be scary for turtles, as you can imagine. Yeah, he sounds like a turtle. <laughs> he does. He really does. He's adorable. Yeah. Um, you know what, and that pretty soon we're going to start seeing 
I, I get them in our roadways. They return from Capistrano. No, no. <laughs> when it gets hot, they're they're searching for water, and mm-hmm. uh, they end up crossing streets a lot. And uh, <clears throat> and I see them out in the middle of the road all the time, and every now and then you see a smashed one. In and, your area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them in our area. Yeah, I have one in my driveway uh, on uh, Friday. of After we got done the show here Friday, Memorial Day, there was one, a giant one in my Do you ever go to Yosemite and see the herds of turtles? <laughs> I, we, that's on my list, man. Our friends, I think I've told you this before, they actually had a turtle that ran away. <laughs> uh, turtles just they don't actually, run away. They can actually move pretty fast. Uh, no, once they, they get can't. Going. Sure they can. They they can actually, and I I, I think I've relayed this story on air. It's my a very a religious epiphany of mine. Um, uh, we we found a turtle, a box turtle, classic box turtle. It escaped. I prayed to Saint Anthony, and really? I found that turtle. You found that turtle with the help of Saint Anthony, mm-hmm. who is the patron saint of turtles. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Saint Anthony prayer? Because I don't. I don't. I think bricker uh, bracker firecracker. This goomba. Find the turtle. Find the turtle. Rah rah rah. Um. No, but uh, yeah, those those red-eared sliders they can. All right, when you move. say fast, what do you mean? I mean, not like a, not like a, like a dog gazelle, running out. Yeah. like yeah. a cheetah. Yeah, but fast to drop them out of an airplane like... first. <laughs> no, look, do you see that thing? Uh, faster than you may anticipate. Okay, to where so you can't just like uh, leave the turtle out there and he'll only get a few feet and we'll be able to find him in twenty minutes. You know, yeah. what I mean, they can they can escape on you, but. Uh, I've never had turtles as pets. I did. I had one. His did name you? was yeah. His name was Michelangelo. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, little, a, that's what aquarium? his license said. <laughs> uh, no. As a matter of fact, it's it, it's tough for me to admit this because it's very white trashy. But we just roamed my house. <laughs> we didn't have him in a pen or anything like that. You just had a turtle roaming your house. Yeah. With no water source or anything. Oh, like he that? found it. You know. Toilet. And we, the toilet. Yeah. You know. The toilet. Yeah. He could reach that. Delco no. Aquarium. Yeah. He found. He found water, and we we left like cat Don't food out for that. I got my angel fishing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't you guys remember? My mom called the police. Uh, she actually called nine one one, saying that someone was breaking into the house, and it was actually the turtle that had uh, they had left out of the tank. Yeah. When Christopher was little, we got him a turtle. That was his pet, and they used to put him in the sink with some water, like. Yeah. To give him a change of scenery, I guess, and they forgot to take him out and put him back in his tank. And so the turtle was climbing up the wall of the sink and kept falling over, okay. and so it was making a noise. That's funny. And my mom, my mom called nine one one and said someone was breaking into the house. And by the way, I was upstairs sleeping, sleeping, and she never came up to get me or see if I was okay. Oh no! By the way, does does Stallone still have? Cuff and Link. Cuff and Link. Uh, Did they, we hear that a while they, back? They, no, they, we asked uh, we asked Frank Stallone, and he said that uh, they died. Oh, uh, but, Buckus, but he kept them for a long time. B- Buckus, Buckus is still alive. Buckus no, is away, not. <laughs> but turtles can live a long yeah. time. Uh, oh, those, yeah, they can. Those kind of turtles, though, because those I had, I had to. I mean, I, I love those things, but they're they're just sort of born to be dead quickly. I mean, mm. and you put them in the little fake, you know, with the little uh, palm tree, the plastic palm tree, and the whole thing, and they they just it's, they're just not long for this world. There's those. I don't know what that particular species of turtle or that type of turtle is referred no. to. Uh, the box turtle was larger. It was a bigger, you know, outdoor regular turtle. I don't know what these were as far as um, the species, but they man, those suckers died quickly. We got them. I was so excited. Got it from the pet store, and then we were flushing them before we knew it. Well, be careful out on the road. When once it starts warming up, you'll start seeing them more often because that can that can happen. They can fly. You know, a car can hit they them, can fly, fly away, boom, and they could uh, go right through your windshield. All right, uh, no word on Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas. So we are going to take a break. And we'll come back in just a moment or two with some more stuff for you. Lesson question. We'll see if you've been paying attention and give you some goodies if you do indeed get through. We'll be back in a moment. 
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Back from a week off, most of us anyway. Kathy was around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've returned in full force and uh, enjoying it so far. Good good first day back. Technically, we took four days off because yes. most of had a Memorial Day off, that right? So yeah. there we go. We just yeah. figured that was to be the time to do it. We hadn't uh, taken a vacation since Christmas. That is correct. So uh, back at it and a new order of the week prize, new uh, school that was drawn for coolest teacher. We yeah. took last week off on that. So that's why we're continuing into this week as well. Even if graduations have already happened for. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? Coffee? What happened? Coffee? No, it's water. God, oh, boy. How much? It. Not much. Hang on a second. here. But I knocked it over twice. <laughs> Casey, you saw that, right? He's laughing. I know. Is it the Casey mug? No, it's it's not a mug. It's a water bottle. It's why isn't it closed? Why don't you have the top on it? Yeah, why not? Shut up. <laughs> These are the questions Bill's going to ask. Because I was just drinking know. out of it. Bill's ears are like in, in elven fashion are, are uh, pricking up right now. Bing, 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 bing. Pancake gave me the uh, Pierre emergency roll. Oh. So oh, there we go. Yes. All right. Oh, Holy Jesus. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, Casey, I've sorry. set the studio on fire. I knocked it over. It fell down on the board. I picked it back up, and then I put my hand. I brought my hand back over, knocked it over twice. Shut up. The second time, it went to the side of the board. Okay, so it's not on the board. You avoided a disaster. No, the first that... time was no. The first time was on the board, and some water went down into it. Trying to lie for you. I know, I know, but I, listen, I'll own up. Apparently, somebody uh, not that long ago, I think it was an MGK, spilled some stuff and never told anybody about it. Oh, oh that's no. right. Yes. Bill was pissed about it. <laughs> Who was it? I, I don't know. We have I, no idea. I never found out. They don't know when it happened. They never hey, revealed themselves. I'm trying to I'm trying to clean this. Okay, so give me a second. Listen, you want to make sure nothing shorts out. This is an expensive studio, and we're, uh, we're providing world-class entertainment. We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> That's what uh, I would like to believe. So on the faders here, the little slidey things that I use to change the volume. Stop using the tech material. <laughs> well, I'm dumbing it down. Okay, the slidey things. Uh, I'm sticking some. Uh, I'm sticking a, a some. Uh, what would you call this? A napkin <laughs> or a paper towel? Or paper towel? What's the technical term for what paper towel? In the Listen, I'm trying to do this at the same time and tell you what's going on. <laughs> what I'm trying to dry this yeah. right there. Got I that over there. I got it. It did it. It's doing a little it. bit difficult. I'm you can doing it. <laughs> now, are you going to tell anybody about this? Well, yeah, everyone knows now. No, no. I'm not going to say. Don't guys, don't tell. Don't. Unless Bill listens to the podcast. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't tell anybody. Okay. Bill will be sitting at home in his Caligon bath with the candles lit. <laughs> what did I just hear? You <laughs> <laughs> get those splashes yeah. up out of the water. <laughs> In a ruckus. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about before I knocked that over. We were talking about. Uh, Anybody remember? Getting of the month or something like no, that? Or back from the elf statue? Something about, did I say something about you, Kathy? No, but I was talking to somebody who made an observation about Bill Weston. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yes. I do. Please. It's not, it's not a bad thing. No. Um, that Bill's mood is pretty consistent. Like, you can always count on Bill to be 
the same person. Like he doesn't necessarily have mood swings okay. like other yeah. people would. Okay. Not, not dramatic. He's pretty. He's pretty uh, regular. He gets angry. Yeah, he'll get angry yeah. about some things and uh, like that, but um, not like a you know like a uh, just come in one day and be in a terrible mood for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Like in, you, you pretty much know what you're going to get with Bill, right? As, exactly. As opposed to there's some you know some mm-hmm. people where you can literally go, oh, who are they going to be today? Right. Right. That's, right. To make him a good PD though. Yeah. Who said that, Kathy? Hang on. We're we're still cleaning up. We're still cleaning up. The bottom of the mouse. All right. A few things are shorty, and some of the stuff is sparking over there, but I'm sure that electrical stuff will stop (laughs) in a second. By the way, that one spark just set that copy on fire. Could you put that up there? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. By the way, our copier is terrible. Our copier is terrible? Oh, my God, yes. It's a time of of self reflection. Where is it? I don't even know where the copy machine is anymore. It's Uh, in the sales department. It, it, oh well, no, that copier is actually great. Our, our printer is terrible. Our no, printer, printer, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yes, it does it copy too. Okay, all right, are all we right, good we're, now? We're all cleaned up. All we're right. all good. We're all good. Dry. All right, good. We're Finish gonna, a fiddle. We're going to do today's <laughs> lesson question, and we are going to give away. Let's see, a fifty dollars Duncan gift card, and let me see what do we want to go with. I did not get a chance to take a look at. Well, these. you're dealing with a flood. I had this issue over here. Forbes magazine says that Kylie Jenner fudged some of her finances to get on the billionaire list. Kylie's sister, Kim Kardashian, got famous by being what? 215-263-WMMR. You should be able to figure that out, hopefully. Uh, Forbes magazine says Kylie Jenner fudged some of her finances to get on the billionaire's list. Kylie's sister, Kim Kardashian, Got famous for by being what? 215-263. Stop it. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop it, dude. <laughs> Did you guys buy that for a second? Yes. No. Absolutely. I'm very gullible. I like the little in the background. All right, while you're calling in, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve. All right, and the trash this morning is brought to you by Steve Morrison. Hey! Steve, what's going on, man? Well, speaking of Kylie Jenner, she's no longer being considered a billionaire by Forbes magazine, saying she has woven a, quote, web of lies to inflate her worth. Forbes says Kylie is lucky. If she only has eight or nine hundred million dollars, so hot on her. Yay! The 2020 MTV Video Music Awards might still happen in August, and executives and producers are hard at work looking for any and all possible ways to make it work. MTV says they're considering some extreme measures, including actually playing music videos. <laughs> and finally, organizers officially calling off the 124th Boston Marathon in favor of what they are describing as a virtual race. Participants must prove they ran 26 miles in under six hours during a seven-day period and provide physical evidence that they either crapped or pissed themselves. That's right. Hollywood trash. All right. uh, Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Forbes magazine says Kylie Jenner uh, fudged some of her finances to get in the billionaire's list. Kylie's sister Kim Kardashian got famous by being what? And I will go to Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? She was being fudged? Yeah, she was being fudged, yes. Hang on, E. We're going to set you up, bud. We have a $50 Dunkin' gift card this Friday, June 5th. 
is National Donut Day, and Duncan is giving away a free donut with any beverage purchase. And you can use the Duncan app or contactless way to order and pay. You can pick up in-store or get it at the drive-thru. Participation may vary. Limited time offer while supplies last. All right, let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got a handful of stories to run by you today. We'll start with this one. Papa Roach frontman Jacoby Shaddix in a new interview says that the band has seven or eight pieces of music prepared for the group's next LP. Uh, regarding the musical direction of the new material, Shaddix said the stuff we're writing right now is effing on fire, dude. Dude! Some of it is just heavy and nuts and just aggressive with these massive, big, pummeling rips. And then there's other stuff that's kind of experimental, all over the place type stuff. Bro. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Asked. Uh, where about fire. Where he is uh, getting his inspiration for lyrics this time, Shaddix wrote, uh, I've The had, Little House on the Prairie books. No, I've had some time for introspection, looking inside again. As I pull back the layers of myself, as I grow older, I always find these little dark corners that I've got to clear out. Huh. But then... That's uh, always where the dust bunnies gather. Also, there's a few songs we've written that just have uh, this fun, hopeful vibe, too. I can't... Um, Papa Roach, fun, hopeful. Yeah. It doesn't... doesn't I all right. So last resort was I'm, I was okay with, and then there were, there was a lot of other music I just really didn't care for. It didn't really do a whole lot for me. And then the last album that they released, they had um, a couple of songs on there. One, and I'm, of course, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Second of it. to last resort. Uh, it was not the second to last resort. <laughs> this is no, my second, second to last, last resort. <laughs> no, the song come around. Second to last resort. <laughs> the song come around. Uh, I actually, I really, really enjoy. So, okay. be interested okay. to see what this uh, looks like. They're looking to get in the studio in July and hopefully have a new record out sometime early next year. Tula bassist Justin Chancer says that he is already working on new music for the band while staying home and self-isolating. Speaking with uh, Bass Magazine, Chancer revealed that he's working on material for some outside projects, adding, last but not least, I've written some interesting riffs, which will be reserved for Tool. Uh, among Chancellor's other projects are some ideas with Peter Murphy of Bauhaus, huh. uh, music for a film, and an album highlighting different bass players. And uh, he added that he's been cleaning the house with his wife, gardening and restoring a 15-foot-tall Statue of Liberty head, an old movie prop I purchased years ago on a tipsy impulse, which is attached to my studio. What is it now? It's a 15-foot Statue of Liberty head. Oh, wow. Yeah, So, but he bought it while he was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Jam has shared a new video that offers a behind-the-scenes look at how its animated clip for Retrograde came together in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, in the music video released earlier this month, a man visits a fortune teller and sees a series of climate disasters across the world in her crystal ball. The members of Pearl Jam appear inside animated tarot cards while the fortune teller is claimed activist Greta Thunberg. Now, in behind-the-scenes clips... The director, Josh Wakely, uh, says production had just begun when the pandemic forced everyone involved to self-isolate. Despite the circumstances, a team of animators around the world managed to assemble the video, transforming live-action video footage and real-life photos into apocalyptic landscape. Even the likeness of Thunberg was created from existing images of the 17-year-old activist who did not appear in the video herself. He said she never had to act a frame, uh, but she provided that emotion I was looking for 
It was a huge thrill to see an email in my inbox from her saying that she loved it. So they just used the existing footage uh, to make the video. Which, by the way, speaking of uh, animators, you know that uh, the video they did a while back of uh, the stuntmen punching each other? Yeah, it's great. Going back and forth? I saw a similar one, but all animators put it together. And it's all animation, all different kinds of animation. Wow. Going back and forth like that's really creative. Did you see the one that is all the Hong Kong Jackie Chan crew? Um, yeah. All, all, all of those guys, guys, all those stunt guys? Yep. Insane. Yep, yep. This uh, you'll, you'll like this animated I want to see that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really fun. Uh, Chevelle have earned multiple retroactive gold and platinum awards for sales of several of the band's older albums and singles. The group's 2002 sophomore album, Wonder What's Next, was certified double platinum after being certified platinum back in June of 2003. Likewise, that record's two lead singles, The Red and Send the Pain Below, were both certified gold and platinum, while The Red also hit the double platinum mark. Thank you. This this all happened while they're still on top. Uh, (laughs) Chevelle's 2004 follow-up album, This Type of Thinking, Could Do Us In, was also newly certified platinum, while his 2007 LP, uh, Vina Sierra, was awarded gold status. I always like Chevelle. Yeah. And then one last story, um, and this is unfortunate. Bo- uh, guitarist Bob Kulik, a longtime Kiss sideman and older brother of former Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulik, uh, has died at the age of 70 uh, with a cause of death still not announced. Now, Was he a studio? Uh... He's got some great credits, yeah, to his name. Bob Kulik became part of the Kiss inner circle Upon unsuccessfully auditioning for the band in 1972, he lost out to Ace Frehley. Uh, Kulik went on to sub for Frehley on the studio tracks from 1977's Alive 2, and the following year handled lead guitar duties on Paul Stanley's self-titled solo debut. Both Kulik brothers went on to serve as Meatloaf's guitarist during his legendary tour Meatloaf's behind the Bad Out of Beatloaf. Uh, not Double Beatloaf. The Bad Out of Hell album. And he also recorded with Lou Reed, Wasp, Michael oh. Bolton, Diana Ross, Was Not Was, Motorhead, Alice Cooper. I mean, like, all wow. over the format spectrum. In 2005, he co-wrote the SpongeBob SquarePants song, Sweet Victory, which is the one that got played at the Super Bowl, if you remember. Wow. Uh, this past year, or this past Super Bowl. And in 2017, released his last solo album titled Skeletons in the Closet. Uh, Kiss did post a tribute stating, we are heartbroken, our deepest condolences to the Kulik family in this difficult time. And uh, Ace actually wrote, I was very saddened to hear about one of my fellow rock guitarists, Bob Kulik, had passed away at age 70. Bob and I were friends, and we always treated each other with great respect. We were lucky enough to jam together on a few uh, conventions, which was a lot of fun. Bob was an excellent guitarist and studio musician who performed on many more records uh, than I have over the years, huh. which didn't surprise me because of his great talent. He will be greatly missed in the music community, and my heart goes out to his brother Bruce, who I'm friends with, and the rest of the Cooler family. So sad news in the world of rock there, especially in the Kiss uh, camp. And that is what I have for you in music news. You ripped the lid off the music industry. I do what I can, man. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to wrap this thing up and turn it over to Pierre. So we will be back with that. Make sure you stay with us. And Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, thank you to Jim Jackson, JJ. Yeah. Hey. 
Uh, just getting the latest on the NHL and uh, having a season, and he says things are still in flux, but what's happening is, uh, the, the word is, is uh, training camp in, in early July. So we'll see if that ends up taking place and what they want to do. And also our friend Mike Schisler, uh one half of the Van there crew, Mike and uh, Jess, and he's uh, riding his bike across the country. He's in... He was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Started in uh, Cape May, yeah, and yeah. is on his way to where's he going? San Diego, did he say? Uh, I forgot. Newport Beach. Newport Beach. Okay, sounds right in my head. Anyway, uh, so thanks uh, for those people on board, and we're back to seeing our buddy Pierre Robert, who's here this morning. Welcome hey, man, welcome back. Welcome back. Good to be back, sir. Good to be having you back. We're happy. Um, uh, it's very good to have you back. Um, in the midst of an intense weekend, obviously, uh, all around the country, certainly here in Philly, did you happen to catch uh, the um, reprieve of the launch of the SpaceX? We talked about it earlier. Oh, just, yeah, live. It, it it moved me. It was so cool. It was, it was amazing. It just was, <clears throat> it was nice to go away from the other stuff for a while, uh, if only for a moment, but... But it was so cool to see. I was worried, you know. I was worried. Is this going to work? And it not only worked, but worked flawlessly. And uh, I don't know. It, it was just it, again that that is such an essential part of our of our of our country of our of our just our our of who we are. The need to explore space. And any sci fi fan, Preston, should we play? The, they, there was actually we had it. We didn't get to do it earlier, but there was. They. I don't know if you know about this, Pierre, but one of the it was the. Uh, do you have a case? Yeah. The, so the primates were used a lot in the beginning of the space program. And right. so um, uh, they had actually, I think Anos was the, the last chimpanzee launched into space, but they had the, um, his, technically his son, they brought him to watch the launch of the SpaceX, and mm. we have the audio of it. Okay. <laughs> didn't work out. No, no. They get older. I knew you were leading me down a path, um, and I, I, I willingly followed. <laughs> but no, it was wild, and, and the footage now... Oh, we, my God, the, it was so clear. Yeah. That, that camera shot that was outside the spaceship that was looking down on the coast of Florida, Yeah, it was like, oh, my God. And then as the higher they got, you could actually see start to see the roundness of the Earth. Well, the, it was so cool. The problem is, in a way, is that when you're the real thing, you've got to live up to what movies have been showing us, you know, with the, with the special right. effects. Yeah, it's got yeah. to look at least half as good as that, right. and it did look phenomenal. Pierre, did you see that they were uh, the astronauts were listening to, uh, to ACDC and Black Sabbath? During the launch, I did not. Yeah, they were getting pumped up by some some pretty cool rock music, uh, uh, "Back in Black" and a few other songs. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, the, these guys are you know they're rockers. They're enjoying it. Hey, I, speaking of rockers and music, I saw this text, and I want to see if this is legit or not. Somebody had texted and said that you were mentioned in the Rush 40th anniversary permanent waves reissue. No, you look confused. I seriously okay. doubt that. Okay, but uh, well, anything is possible. I was mentioned in uh, Dave Davies' book from the Kings. Prepare to be Russified! Yeah, it says, in case you guys didn't know up here, I got a shout-out in the Rush Permanent Waves book for the 40th Deluxe box set. Does that... Nothing. You would have heard about that by now, right? One think, would think I would have. Think this guy's um, yanking our chain? Well, no, I think he... I I think maybe he knows this. Mm. Uh, Citizen Oh, who, it's from a guy named Richard and his friend Tommy who are driving around selling uh, brake pads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. The uh, Callahan's? Okay. I was curious. Yeah. The yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, I fell for that once, Buster. 
and I would easily fall for it. Again. Yeah, we watched the launch, and then we watched the uh, the docking with the with the yeah. International Space Station too. It was really cool. Stuff. Very cool stuff. Yeah. All right. And nice. then you know, once that we that leads to lunar base, which leads to Mars mission. Right. Right. Yeah. And yep. then. The Enterprise. Pluto. And yet the Enterprise. <laughs> I love it. I love the Enterprise. Uh, shall we do the letter of the day for the yes. word of the week? All yes. right, here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. By the Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by the letter. S as in space. All right, fair enough. And we have a $300 whatacrockmeals.com gift card. What a Crock offers ready-made slow cooker meals, and now they are making grilling just as easy with their new grill pack option. You can choose from delicacies like brisket short rib burgers, jalapeno cheddar grills, Ooh. and bacon wrap scallops. And it's a home-cooked slow cooker meal or barbecue. What a Crock has you covered. And you can go to whatacrockmeals.com. We'll give that away on Friday. Uh, what you got planned for today, man? Uh, Ronnie Wood's birthday of the Rolling Stones. We'll do a workforce block. Um, either Velvet Revolver or Foreigner. I'm not sure which uh, because uh, we're going to add a block that wasn't planned. But uh, I thought in light of the craziness, we should do just a, a thematic block of songs about people coming together instead of songs about uh, coming apart. So um, with that in mind, sort of a, a togetherness block. You know what song I always, I think, in, in those, uh, the, the Young Bloods? Um, Get Together. Hello. Yeah, that's just one of, the, on your brother. one of the best songs. That's the first song I thought of. Yeah, um, yeah. And that is such a great song because we, we have so much more in common than that which divides us. It's true. You tend um, to forget it because you, th- you, see, you, see, you see things through your TV and it's right. all focused on that. And you forget just how, you know, you, you, the, the good in people. And well, it's out I mean, there. one of the things that struck me was after the destruction on Saturday night, uh, how many people showed up on Sunday morning to clean to up? Clean up, and they weren't even associated with those stores. Nope. I, I mean, I was so moved by that. So um, there, there's a lot of good, and there's a lot that brings us together. And music does it above anything. I mean, it at the the most dia, uh, diametrically opposed humans can come together in the same concert hall. Well, not right now, but <laughs> yeah. eventually, and can eventually get... when the 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 crippling pandemic is over, <laughs> right. we'll come together. So 2020 has been a hell of a year. All right, we're just hitting June, but let's uh, let's uh, let's. Let's hope, for God's sakes, the <laughs> next portion of it is better. But um, onwards we go. But I thought that would be kind of fun and together. That's a great idea. Yeah. Excellent. All right. All right. Uh, let me thank our sponsor- sponsors. <laughs> President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, this Friday, July, uh, June 5th, is National Dunkin' Day, and Dunkin' is giving away a free donut with any beverage purchase. Uh, use the Dunkin' app for a contactless way to order or pay. You can pick up in store or get it at the drive through participation. May very limited time offer while supplies last. Also brought to you today by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations are open. Call ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. Uh, tomorrow we are... I don't even know if I want to say it. I'll just, you know what? We'll just tune in tomorrow morning. Yeah. You'll see. We got some stuff it, for uh, you. Just be prepared to genuflect. We got nothing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll have a good time. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Uh, Pierre's in next. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Here's Wrecking Ball. I ain't waiting on the weather. I'm free balling anyway. F*** it. Next message. It's Friday the 29th of May. Just calling to wish my parents, Marianne and Jim, a happy 55th anniversary. Love you. 
Can't wait to see you again. Next message. God damn yeah! Open the f- barber shop. I'm stuck with this stupid jacked up quarantine cut, and it's driving me bananas. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. For the latest in Overwatch League action, check out the Owl's Nest with me, Robbie Landis, and my co-host, Jake Lyon. For new episodes every Friday at CheckpointXP.com or download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.